You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. What do you do on the Fresh Take? Joshua, Adam, William Arbuthnot. We are here with Adam Diesel Power. Adam, how's it going? Yo. What's up? And it's the end of the talent. year. It's the end of the year. And the talent, the talent of the sexy, the dangerous, the Devin near kind of fucking his uncle. It's Devin Seal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of kind of being the operative for it, apparently. We had to get the white lotus quote in there at some point. <laughs> What a ban- what a way to go I didn't, out. I didn't get the reference. I, th- I was waiting for a story. So there's a part where, unfortunately, <laughs> I know people want the review and the finale of White Lotus. We'll, we'll maybe do it, but probably just with how busy the schedule is, we're not going to happen. So spoiler alert for White Lotus. Fast forward a minute. Um, Tanya, who's Jennifer Coolidge's character, um, she's talking to her assistant. There's kind of this plot to kill her, and there's these... Uh, this kind of very well done gay men that are kind of part of the assassination plot. And she's talking to her assistant. And at one point she sees something's not going on. Her assistant's kind of taken away by this rugged, good looking British dude. That's kind of trying to take her assistant's attention away from, mm-hmm. uh, from Jennifer Coolidge's character. Cause she kind of catches on to things rather fast. And Jennifer Coolidge in a drunken haze kind of walks into a room and sees the the head gay dude getting uh getting fucked by the the rugged the rugged handsome British dude, so she gets on the phone when she finally gets a phone to talk to her assistant, and she's like, "I need to tell you something about him. He was kind of fucking his uncle." It's like, what? How do you yeah. kind of fuck? Yeah, it was just a quote, but okay. it, she also it has the, the quote: "These gays are trying to kill me." <laughs> which the LGBT community has ran with on Twitter and Reddit. But it's Jennifer Coolidge. She can do whatever she wants. She she has to be like, I, I I think she already was before with everything she's done. But from my understanding, she is now like a full out uh, LGBT uh, icon. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think she has been for a while. Yeah, I think she has been as well. But um, So she can do, say whatever she wants. Yeah. Do whatever she wants. So there's the explanation of Devin in the <laughs> okay oh, I just apparently i don't kiss and tell but josh tells for me there you go all <laughs> right so we are here for the best of and then we're gonna have a separate uh for our worst year review and i will also go back and uh tell some of the um some of the stuff that we did last year uh for these awards uh, oh, good. So I don't just reuse the same things as last yeah, You don't year. have to reuse the same thing all the time. Uh, it's going to be a busy side of things. We're going to, you know, up until we probably won't have, like I, Devin and I were talking in the last show before Devin went away on holidays. It's going to be a lot of re- review shows until probably The Last of Us comes on. So there may be like a, a break in there, but we have a lot of review shows coming on here. Uh, so I'm very excited to uh, get them going with everybody. So um let us get underway and uh adam it's been a while since you've had you on the pod and uh you are our resident movie guy um before we kind of get going though just really quickly adam uh how was your year how was the year in film for you uh i saw a lot of movies quite a lot um doing sif and i attended a couple virtual 
uh, festivals around the world, uh, like Berlin and Tribeca. So I saw like a ton and ton of movies, um, some great movies, really, really good movies this year. Some terrible movies, obviously, all over the map. Um, but I think it's a pretty strong year. I don't know if like whatever the Oscars are going to be picking are necessarily my favorites, but I think yeah. there's some there's some really special films that came out this year for sure. Yeah, we had the Oscar shortlist that just came out before this as well. So uh, yeah, for some of the categories, not like the big the big ones. Dev, we uh, we're about to enter into this is year nine of Fresh Take. I think this is. Uh, we're getting ready for our 10th anniversary coming this May. Uh, so we've covered a, a lot on this show. We've covered from Mad Men to Breaking Bad, now to White Lotus. Uh, so many television shows, so many movies. We've kind of got the, the start of the MCU almost before, you know, the big, big Avenger movies. What did you think about this year and totality of all the stuff that we reviewed? Well, Marvel still doesn't really make any sense. So keep on trucking uh dc doesn't make any sense so keep on trucking make a lot of sense (laughs) uh white lotus is pretty good so keep on trucking uh it seemed to me that uh the floodgates had certainly opened in terms of production schedules working last Mm. year to get product out this year and uh i'll talk a little bit about the movie side just because i'm not as involved as adam but it seems like the whole of movies seems to be a pretty decent year even if it's lacking the three or four movies that we hope that would punctuate the year and really, you know, solidified as like one of the best movies of the last 10 years, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if that's on the horizon, but I do see a lot of fantastic movies, just the average, you know, the average seems good without the high, the highs and lows that we've seen in other years. Adam, you can Mm -hmm. probably argue with me if you want. Uh, TV though is like, if we had the golden age of movies, seven eight years ago kind of like the era of whiplash and birdman uh this is probably the golden age of premium television because almost every single show that comes out with an eight episode order is like must watch water cooler uh has like a moment for a couple months and then we move on to the next one that would be my biggest argument for that is that it's like if everything is like must watch then that's like the standard and then nothing's really that special and it's hard to like jump. I don't know. You just kind of get like bogged down and like in, you in get like bogged down, end. bogged down by all this greatness. But it's I, not not great, but it's like good. It's all like good. Every everything that comes out that, is good. There's a right? lot of shows that came and went. I will say, like on the topic, like White Lotus, I felt like was the water cooler show this year. Like it like I felt like I actually had like actual conversations with people about White Lotus. Where like even a show like Murders in the Building came, went, yeah. and we moved yeah, on, right? That. Even show like Winning Time, <laughs> fun show, Winning Time, came, went, we forgot about it. Even Barry, which I thought was fantastic, Barry kind of came, did its thing, and then left. I, I thought that was kind of a lot of what we saw from shows this year. And even kind of going back and look at some of our reviews, like I would redact a lot of ratings we had. Like we did... uh I'm going to write down a lot more of the ratings this year, but I went and tried to go back to some of those final shows we did over the last few days. Like uh, when we did uh, Moon Knight, I think I gave it an eight and Devin gave it a seven. If I did Moon Knight now, I'm probably giving Moon Knight a four, maybe a three. <laughs> like Damn. just even like Love and Thunder, I gave Love and Thunder a nine. I'd probably give Love and Thunder maybe a six now. It's like a six, yeah, six and a half, seven. And what yeah. you know what's funny is, um, 
Josh, I think you've really hit the nail on the head, although it's, I think it's taken you a lot longer than maybe Adam and I have, yeah. where that Metacritic score is kind of the answer. I'm not yeah. saying it's always, it's, I'm not saying it's always right, but generally speaking, when that Marvel movie comes out and it's like a 72, our first initial impact is always like, man, because we saw a couple of stingers and because we saw a couple of cool fight scenes, like, oh, it's at least an eight or an eight and a half. And then we sit on it for a couple of months and we don't really remember it anymore and we don't care about it. And then we watch it again. And you're like, ah, it's kind of annoying. I don't Why are there screaming ghosts? Until a month later at the minimum now. You, you have to sit with things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like instant, you're, it's easy to get caught up in like hype and like be like excited about something and like recency bias and being like, this is the greatest thing yeah. ever. But sometimes you need to like get that in the back of your head and be like, okay, in the grand scheme of things, this is really better. Well, than like other no things. way home. We were close on no way home. Like we walked out of that and all three of us were like, yeah, it was fine. Now I rewatched no way home for the first time, like two weeks ago. I'm like, this is not a good movie. This is really like not a good movie. And it was made specifically for the theater. Like we've talked about it, but like the pauses for Garfield or McGuire, it's like, it's mm -hmm. awkward because there is literal pauses <laughs> play at home. There's literal pauses where if you watch Endgame and Cap gets the hammer, it still works and it's still awesome. It's still really cool to see Cap get the hammer from Endgame. But like looking back at stuff of this, like even Wakanda Forever, which I do like, I'd probably maybe make it a slight grade lower now that I've sat on it a little bit. And I think that's kind of the good thing about doing the show and having this breakaway from even having the two week break from White Lotus, I think has been good because I have got a chance to go back and go back and look at it but there's so there's shows that i have seen this year or movies that i would seen this year i would say i would more of, of an expert siding on the television side of things adam's definitely more of a side on the movies things and devin blends both perfectly together so i think this works out well because well, i'm watching damn near fucking every television show that there is right i was gonna say uh we have so we have metacritic score we have the josh adjusted score which is minus two points from his initial rating Yes, we should we should have the Adam adjusted score, which is plus two points on his initial rating for most things, and then <laughs> whatever my initial rating is is usually around that average between uh, Josh and Adam. Well, like there's some <laughs> stuff like the the uh, the Tales of the Jedi. I think we had that as a ten. I'm giving that a fifteen now. Yeah, it's still a ten. There's it's just, still there's, fucking amazing. You know what? There's it's okay. I think it's really okay to be really surprised and have be emotionally invested in something that that brings you joy um even if it's a tv show or a movie like if it just makes you happy and you want to give it like an eight or a nine because it's just it it, it just gives you serotonin friggin go for it um you know at the it's end of your the day score. you can do whatever you want with it that's the points totally are true. made up and the numbers don't matter or the that, numbers are made up and the points don't matter that being said that being said i do think like the the one month hiatus or the one month like retrospective is like that score is going to be more accurate but to just say like tales of the jedi is a 10 out of 10 because i sat there the whole time just with my eyes open just like just going crazy that's totally that's just as valid as that one reviewer who was like you know what it kind of plods in the middle it's like an 8.3 okay whatever it's fine i disagree <laughs> respectfully <laughs> Correctly disagree. But yeah, there's there's a few. I was kind of looking because uh I was just kind of thinking about some of that stuff as we went into stuff. Uh it's like, okay, that felt like I thought like we're gonna get into genre on here. That's a new award we have this year. And I'm like, fuck, like something like the Batman that I didn't really like that much, and even rewatching it, I still don't really like. I'm like, maybe the best superhero movie this year, kind of just by default in a land of 
mediocrity in Black Adam. That's a that's a weird story that we need to get some more. Yeah. All right. Uh, leaked, anyways, leaked, leaked info on. So, uh, and I, I guess the really cool thing this year too is, thank to Adam, um, we got introduced to the world of Sif and seeing the shortlist from the Oscars this year, a lot of films that specifically, you know, obviously Adam did, but but Dev got to see those are ones nominated. Something they don't have the best picture uh, stuff shortlisted. I don't believe yet, Adam. Right? No, not yet. Yeah. So the docs, like we that. had like four of the docs shortlisted. Did. Um, yeah, a lot a of the shorts of stuff from Score. Uh, yeah, like five shorts, I think three animated, two live action, and one documentary, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's a few that like, and so that's why like you go to this, you go to SIF for two reasons. You go to SIF to be like, see stuff that maybe you never see anywhere else, which is mm-hmm. crazy, or seeing stuff early that might be like, oh, I saw that movie that's nominated for an Oscar like in September before yeah. everyone's kind of talking about it in, in January. So, yeah, it's, uh, that was really cool. I don't have it on here, so I'll just do it now, which was the best like fresh take moment this year. And I just I would just have to say, like, we had a banner year as far as getting our our show out there at times. Um being part of SIF was awesome. Um, being part of Sneaker Expo and seeing it back post-pandemic. Post-pandemic, still in the pandemic, whatever you want to call it. But getting to see people, you know, look at sneakers again, that was really cool. To me, the movie draft live was my maybe my favorite moment this year period podcast or not mm. having that audience there, having them interacted, Adam fighting for Bay pig in the city, Devin trying to convince people <laughs> that space jam is a documentary meet people trying to convince people that episode one is good. That was, that was, that was a lot of blah, a lot of fun. And I look forward to kind of repeating that again. That was fun. That was fun with like a live crowd. We had a really good turnout for that. We did. For that we draft. Did. Um, yeah. and it was it was fun yeah we did and then also i mean with the sif experience getting to sit with the director of the, uh, the summit series movie that was a really cool moment i think that's something that you know redirects my thoughts on watching movies once you get to sit with the director and see stuff that goes through your mind and getting to have the privilege uh that um a lot of the great people that sif had um and set us up with interviews this year getting to have an uh conversation with directors and knowing like this nine year thing that Devin and I started and the conversations we've had about shows and movies and how we watch them and interacting with those directors and those creators that were kind of talking about the right things that these uh, creators also want to hear about their films and having those conversations was really, really, really cool. When are we actually going to talk about categories now? Right now. So, <laughs> okay. Adam, you're going to start this us off with, Best actor. Last year, you picked Michael Gandolfini. Best actor? Best breakout actor. Oh, Oh. I did not pick Michael Gandolfini. Oh, breakout breakout actor. Breakout actor. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Best breakout actor. I had a few written down. Uh, The the kid Isaiah Letnin from I Like Movies, which played at SIF, was amazing. I don't know if either of you guys saw that. Um, Jeremy Allen White. I know he's in a lot, but the bear definitely skyrocketed him. But the breakout actor of the year is David Howard Thornton. He played Art the Clown in Terrifier 2. And he also played uh, the Grinch in this like terrible looking horror movie movie. called The Mean One. Um, But his version of Art the Clown is like 
up there with like Chaplin level miming that is fantastic. It's like comedy horror at its greatest, and he should be in lots of things. Damn. Hopefully, higher budget things at some point. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know if he can like talk and act, but his like physical comedy is fantastic, unbelievable. Nice, love it, Devin. There's gonna be a lot of terrifier too. I think this year I on my list. Assuming so. Okay, this is. I got. TV, I got two of them. Is, this is TV and movies, by the way. You can do either. For sure, and I, you know what I think. Um, I think what Adam said about Jeremy Allen White is probably the correct answer. Um, it's pretty undeniable, especially the impact that the bear had on television. However, for me personally, I'm going to say my breakout actor of 2022 was Zach Cherry. Okay. Mm. Like just the way that he, his acting in severance is, is one of the, one of like the two major points that really brought me back to like, kept coming, going back to that show. The other being the Totoro relationship yeah that's always good those two are the only things that i <laughs> cared Walken? about yeah well don't spoil zach it for people. zach cherry is great because uh i saw him for the first time in like crashing i don't know, you ever seen crashing no oh, underrated. yeah he's underrated. great in it and then uh when he popped up in that spider-man one which spider-man the first of the new Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's been around like but Yeah, just... but I was like, "Whoa." I was like, "Holy crap. He's in Spider-Man? That's crazy." Seeing him get an so... Uber Eats, seeing him get an Uber Eats commercial is what made what made <laughs> oh, him yeah. a breakout actor to me because he now became a person like, "Oh, he's not just a character actor or a comedian. <laughs> he's he's that guy." A screw severance. Uber Eats commercial is where Devin Last year, finds Devin the, picked, the, fresh, uh... the fresh faces. Last year Devin put one whole hang yeah, hell yeah, I did. The yeah. girl from uh, Squid Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, sorry, you picked John. That was for your female. Uh, for your actor, you picked one Jay Lee. So you went all over Squid Game. Jung Jay, Jung Jay Lee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it it was true though, because now he's in like the Acolyte. He was in uh, the Hunt movie. Yeah, yeah he directed. Sith. Like he's he everywhere. It. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Um, Josh, what, me, who are you picking? Uh, well. I am picking. I'm just thinking. I, I I'm stuck on two people here, and it's been bugging me all day. Uh, where I'm going to go with this? Well, there's no time limit, I suppose. Uh, yeah, there is a time limit. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying. To, I, I know who I'm going with. I'm just trying to remember the name. So I I'm going with. It's a little bit a little bit later in life. For this guy, uh, but I'm going with Ki Ho Kwan from Everything Always at Once, aka for most people, short short round. Well, we don't have comeback, I don't believe, right? So it's like adult breakout. Yeah, it's wow. like second puberty. It's like yeah. when you get your second break of. Acne. He had, he's had what? Uh, how long of a break between? Like a almost a yeah. twenty year break between films. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and as an actor. Gonna, yeah, as an actor, and he's gonna propel himself now. He's gonna be in Loki season two. Uh, he, I believe, he's gonna probably get an Oscar nomination. And yes, it's gonna be borderline. Uh, and he's gonna probably find himself in some genre stuff too. He was for a second. He was like, "Oh, the kid from Goonies in Short Round, cool." And the, and getting to see him in this and how good he is and everything all all at once. Obviously, 
I mean, in in a in a array of performances with Michelle Yeoh doing a good job, Stephanie Hooge, who I think has been critically underrated in this award uh, gallery that we've been having lately, she has not been talked about nearly enough. She's awesome in Mrs. Maisel, and she's awesome in this, and does not get talked enough as much about the heel in this. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I was stuck between him and uh, the guy that played Neymar in Black Panther because I think he's about to have. He was the breakthrough of that movie. He was the best part of Black Panther. Neymar Jr.? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Last year for that category, I went with uh, Jonathan Majors. So he's doing doing okay. Jonathan Majors. He's due for a big year. He's in that uh, Ant-Man thing, right? And he's in Rocky Three. Oh, he looks he looks amazing holy shit uh i'll take the lead here for uh breakout actress um this one is a layup to me i don't think anyone's had a bigger breakout than this uh young woman this year and i'm taking jenna ortega <clears throat> who was killed he was fantastic in x she was fantastic in scream and then obviously finished the year off with wednesday mm. and she looks like the bee the next big Hollywood star. Uh, we really saw her her profile really, really range. And you know what? Even if she didn't do Wednesday, I thought she was awesome in X and awesome in Scream in the first place. And hopefully she doesn't go by, down the path of just being the next Scream queen. But at least this or year, she, she, could. Was, she could. Or she at could. At least this year, she was definitely great in that it. territory. She, she was fantastic. Young actress and has a lot ahead of her. Just keep her away like from Pete Davidson. Is that, is that yeah, that's a rumor? That? That's a rumor going on. <laughs> oh, Let's not okay. start that rumor. Dang. Okay. Who who's next? Uh last year, by the way, I picked Sophia de Montontono. Uh she was she played Lady Loki. All right. Yeah. Mm. Hey, her name is Sylvie, not Lady Loki. Uh Devin, like I said, you picked uh Juan Ho Hang. Where are you going this year? Uh is the right answer Quinta Brunson? That's the other one that I was looking at. <laughs> I have one. Like I'd have a dark horse one, but Quinta Brunson's the right answer. And who's, uh, who's this? From Abbott, Element, Abbott Elementary. Oh, okay. I've heard of this show. Is Jimmy Kimmel gonna step on top of her as you announce this? Or it's a lot of fun. It's a nice like background TV show. It's got like a couple a couple visual gags in the background if you look hard enough. It's got a little bit hey, of something for everyone. Now that Christmas episode ended with who the principal's dating, man. I didn't see season two. Christopher yet. Walken. I'm not going to spoil it for Dad, John Turturro. I was like, <laughs> John I was like shit. Okay, it's a Philly legend. Let's just go with that. It's a Philly legend. Alan um, Iverson. Uh, Adam, last year you Sylvester picked Kylie. Stallone. You picked Kylie Race last year. Uh yeah, I did. Um, she's in something. This I just saw her. She's in a big HBO show. Okay. That's coming up. I forget what it is. Are you sure you um, get canceled as you said that? <laughs> Why? Why did it get canceled? Because that seems to do with happens to HBO shows. Like with Mink, they they shot the no, book in the Mink. It was it was in it. it was in the like it was in the HBO like sizzle reel for 2023. So it's coming out. Um, I had Jenna Ortega too. Jenna Ortega was the thing, but I'm gonna pick my second choice because you picked Jenna Ortega. Sure. And I'm also gonna go the sort of scream queen route and the x route Good. and i think it's mia goth good i wanted one of us just to pick for she... just for doing two of 
the same but completely different movies. Those are my three picks, by the way. So you guys um, want my three picks. Yeah, she she was just like she's been a star for a long time, yeah. um, obviously. Uh, but this year, especially it put like Ty West on the map, um, for sure, with these two films, even though he's been around for a long time. But I think it brought a lot of eyes to both of their their talents, I guess. Um yeah. And they're both fantastic films. Mia Goth is amazing in it. She's got a look that just works um, for what we've noticed is almost any decade. So like the 70s, the 40s, and we'll see when Maxine comes out if she can pull off the 80s too. Yeah, what what uh, Mia Goth performance was your favorite between the two? Pearl. Pearl is is more. Yeah, I agree. Pearl is more acting. Mm-hmm. Um, of like real sort of like a layered performance um i guess that that's nah, hard i don't want to spoil x but like this was anyways, a good horror year too man this was one of the best yeah. horror years yeah. and this is probably the year i really dove into horror more than i ever have before and you, I, I blame i blame adam for a big push towards that so you had that one category that was best movie genre and i thought it was just best movie genre of the year and i was Indie like horror, horror it's, movies. it's obviously horror <laughs> i was like yeah. horror was the best genre for it's, sure because i have like, so many it's, movies yeah it's it's like a genre like a yeah like no i do a horror film in there uh, i know now i know now. best best new show uh adam um it really came down to two and it's yeah. so hard to pick one um i found but uh, am i gonna talk i'll save the one because it's probably just the best show of the year um, so best new show was the rehearsal. See, I um, knew this is going to be all. It was yours. unbelievable, just like literally unbelievable, of a show. Like, is this nonfiction? Could this be in the best nonfiction category? Could this be in the drama category? Could it be in the comedy category? Could it be genre? Like, what is this show? It's yeah. fantastic, Nathan. Like every episode is just like holy shit moment every five seconds of like how Red far last year by the way reservation dogs yeah i still haven't seen the second uh oh it's good second season yet it's it it cuts um, deep it cuts real deep yeah, seeing yeah you're the, the rehearsal because i don't think Devin uh, and i have seen i haven't seen the rehearsal have you seen the rehearsal oh my guys? god no. the first episode alone just like will blow you away I, but I know it like three times i knew you'd be all over this like a few critic pods i'd listened to it was like oh, they have three people on there and there was only one to listen to the rehearsal but when they did it was in their top three every time the rehearsal is it's it's so different than anything you'll see. Like it's just so so interesting. I love I love hearing when Adam likes something. Oh man, the rehearsal. Nathan Fielder is like he can do no wrong. Gavin, uh, new show. It's got to be Severance. Yeah, that's where I went because I wanted to do. I'm agreeing with you. I wanted to do Tales, but I don't know if that's a show that's coming back or if that was just like like a a blip so i would go severance as well yeah it's just it's just a it's a, we, it's a show we know will return it has questions that need to be answered and it's not necessarily dave filoni's wet dream more or less yeah yeah i will agree with you on on severance great show and look forward to the second season uh, i don't best. yeah i don't think it's perfect no but it's it, it had enough people talking about it that like I'm starting to kind of realize things like now that I'm at, I'm at home for the holidays and yesterday mom was like, let's watch Tulsa King. I've heard a lot about it. <laughs> it's so bad. 
Yeah, but like it's it's the kind of thing where like if your mom or your partner or someone who's not connected to to, to our world can hear yeah. about stuff and know about stuff and be excited about stuff, then at least it's kind of worth giving it if a shot. If my dad says it's bad, I know it's bad. Because he likes everything. <laughs> he likes no. everything. He's like, that show the Sean's own the Sean's own might be big, but it's well <laughs> it is well defined. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we go to best YouTube channel. I'll take this one. Uh, I found this channel about two months ago. Uh, it's called Gaming Historian. Oh, cool. And it's really cool. You get about an hour to 20, 30 minutes on uh, the history of gaming. He just did a really cool one on the history of Super Mario Kart. He's got ones on Nintendo versus Atari. He's got the history of Super Mario World. He's got the history of the gun from Duck Hunt and how everything went into that to the first mega man to mario paint like it's it's really really cool and really he had a war with nintendo at one point this year to take down footage because nintendo were dicks with all this kind of stuff all the time uh so i've really enjoyed him obviously a a runner-up to me is ryan george who uh is the pitch meeting guy but his skits that he do i always find super entertaining so i'm going with gaming history this year what was your choice last year my choice last year you ask it was donkey good call adam's pick last year was joel shaver who got in a fight with snl this past year because they stole his toilet paper bear uh sketch like pretty much verbatim he was probably second or third on my list he's hilarious and he does a lot of stuff with justin roland as well and uh justin roland did uh the Halloween cavalcade this year, we had a bunch of different animators and he got to do one on it. So it's cool to see that he's starting to get his name out there. Yeah. He's, he's an interesting guy because his whole thing is like, you don't need to go the Hollywood route and like film school to be a filmmaker. You just do things. Yeah. And so his goal was to make a new short film every day for a year. Yeah. And he did that. And now he's like a thing and he's doing pretty well. He's, he's really funny. He's got an eye for stuff. He, and he kind of has that Rick and Morty sense of humor a little bit as well. Mm. Um, so I've probably already talked about this guy on the show, but in the same realm as Joel Haver is this guy I follow, Brian David Gilbert. I've been following him for many, many years. He was like kind of like a Vine comedian when that was the thing. Yeah. Um, and he has some really funny, really short little viral videos. Um and he worked for Polygon for a while, making videos. He's young. Um, but he's got that kind of Tim and Eric feel. But he's also a really good musician. And so he blends those things really well in really silly videos. And now he's left Polygon, like, I think earlier this year and decided to try to go on his own. Um, and he just has a Patreon and makes videos from time to time. And they're great. Um, he actually did a voice in one of the short films that we played at SIF this year. Oh, excellent. So... Check out his his YouTube. He did he did like for Halloween. He does covers of famous songs as a Halloween character. So nice. this year it was like all ABBA covers, but like I can't remember what the songs were, but like something where he's a vampire. He's a vampire doing like an ABBA, like a Weird Al kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then like a werewolf doing like another ABBA. Like it's pretty funny. He did them last year too. Um, nice. But he's great. Uh, Dev, you picked Channel Five news last year oh that's hard to top that is really hard to top very in vogue of me even though i probably i probably watched a lot more call of duty streamers than anything (laughs) um my 
Oh, okay. I know which one it is. I know which one it is. This year, my pick is Never Too Small. It's a niche channel about uh, small houses. Um, oh my God, I'm so in. Like miniature houses or tiny houses? No, like tiny houses. Okay. Tiny houses, tiny apartments. And then it's like, it's an interview. It's, it's uh, filmed it in the actual... Right now. It's, it's filmed in the actual uh, space itself and they're all over the world. There's a lot of them in, in Australia or Paris or Tokyo. And they talk to the architects and their de- design philosophy. And a lot of it has to do with sustainability and reusing resources. Um, but you get a lot of like really cool inspirational stuff. Like it's just a nice little five, seven minute video kind of once a week. And you're like, man, I really like that. This apartment in like, Portugal just seems so cool. And then you just like you, you know, just watch and hear about how uh they turned like one of their sunrooms into like a meditation room with like rocks and like trees growing out of it. It's cool. That's rad. I love yeah. stuff like that. Do you do you think the tiny house movement is partially just millionaires, billionaires trying to make people that aren't rich enough to buy houses just be happy with what they have? And so we don't rise up and and riot. Well, theoretically, millionaires and billionaires would want to exploit us to spend more money on real estate. So I would say no. But you can't afford it. So just be happy with a tiny house. <laughs> uh, a lot of it has to do with the <laughs> idea of urban living, right? And yeah. uh, urban living and repurposing. Uh, a lot of these like structures with foundations are hundreds of years old in some of these cities. And then they gut the entire interior and make everything super sustainable. And then it's like, oh, look where I live. And it's like, there's 900 cafes within 20 minutes of this place. And it's like, it, you know, all the universities are here or like we're a five minute walk to Camp Nou in Barcelona. And you're like, damn, like that's a, that's a lifestyle that I can only it's, dream of as, as a It's less, less living in like a sea canister, a repurposed sea no, canister yeah, in the exa- middle of the forest. Like there, there's real architects of real design firms who have like real philosophies and it's not just a sea cool. can. Yeah, cool. really cool. Nice uh best podcast uh i have a feeling Devin and i may be the same on this one uh Ooh. so i'm gonna let adam go first because i think Devin might <laughs> be the same so i'll let adam go first on this one i think the answer i i have to say um because i'm under oath would be the sif podcast movie mm-hmm. night at sif you can check it uh the first tuesday of every month on cjsw um but one of my my uh co-workers uh gabby uh, started up the SIF podcast this year and we had some really great guests on it uh, and it was an awesome, awesome show this year. Uh, but the best podcast that I've been listening to this year is the A24 podcast. <laughs> this is right in Adam's zone. I love it. It's like, like, exactly. like every episode, every episode is just like, what they do is they just get two people who may, had films out at this year that aren't really related yeah. and then they just like throw them together and let them talk for like an hour. So the one I just listened to was right after Everything Everywhere came out and it was Daniel Scheinhardt and Daniel Kwan and Daniel Radcliffe. And so it was like the three Daniels and they just talk about whatever they want to talk about. I know they did a movie together earlier, um, but then the most recent one that just came out was Sadie Sink and Mm. Finn Wolfhard. Obviously they're in Stranger Things together, but she has the whale that came out and he has the world is going to end or something like that. The the Jesse Eisenberg movie that's yeah. coming out in January. Um, so they get two people who are just interesting people on their own and just slap them together. It's great. Rad. 
like it right in your zone that's the best part about it i should i got an a24 hat for christmas i should have worn it today uh and again i'm surprised i'm surprised you've like haven't taken it off since getting it (laughs) uh again i think Devin, i may have the same pod but i'm not 100 sure my best podcast of the year is the town with matt bellamy Mm, matt Uh, bellamy matt bellamy is pretty good at what he does this is such a this is my favorite pod to listen to every week to the point like my favorite pod has always been bill simmons but I get almost excited now having the town, just his insight and talking to people in Hollywood, the breaking down of the box office, talking to individuals about what's going on in Hollywood. He does such a good job and he's so respected within it. And the way that he's talking about the streamers, he just had someone on talk from Hallmark talking about the Christmas movie side of things and the money that goes into it. He does. It's so fascinating to me to know the ins and outs of Hollywood and the money going into things. And it's a lot of stuff that, we talk about on here as far as the streamers go as far as the box office go as far as profitability with studios go uh when the whole Iger thing came down he broke it down so elegantly talking he went in he broke it down into three different uh spots of talking about film streaming and parks and it was one of the best breakdowns i've heard about the entire situation and how it could go and it makes me feel smarter because if i go to a dinner party or have a dinner and people are talking about it I just kind of verbatim steal his points and be like, oh shit, I didn't know you were so into this, Josh. I knew all of this. I was like, yeah, I did it all by myself. So really, really have enjoyed listening to this. I think you would really enjoy it too, Adam. Um, it's on the I was just looking up, I've never listened to it, but I was like, is this the same Bill Simmons who was like the sports yeah guy? It's, it's part of it's years? part of Bill Simmons it, network. It's on the ringer. Okay. He's he's only he's been a, on it once. Guy. He's that big, yeah. he's got his own network. He was on it talking yeah. about. Oh, so it's not him. He doesn't talk. No, about it's it. Matt Bellamy who does who does it. It's part of Bill okay. Simmons' network, though. And I don't know the only time Simmons is. was on it, it's how I kind of got into it because Simmons went on. Devin had told me about it before, and you hear ads on Ringer podcast. Um, but Simmons went on to talk about the the fall of SNL and where they were now since Kate McKinnon, Pete Davidson have left. Cecily Strong just left this this past week, and how they don't really have that marketable star they're trying to make a bow on yang but it's not really working right now uh and so that was just a really fun conversation consistently listen to dev what's yours man i don't know like it's hard to follow up with you guys you're so passionate about everything um <laughs> don't be so apathetic can i can i say Draw a line just, in the stand and, okay and make a stand on that can i line. say can i say just life advice with ryan Rossello? Because like that's the only part of the podcast I actually listen to is the I'm twenty minutes at the end. Rosillo. No, it's not though. It's not. I don't want to listen to the whole whole podcast. <laughs> no, mine is uh, mine is Scott Galloway. Okay, I've never heard of this one. Uh, he's a professor at NYU. He's uh, been self-made, kind of many many years, many many times over. Uh, but essentially, it's an investment uh, deep dive look at the markets and different things like cryptocurrency or. Uh, the like when elon acquired uh twitter twitter like he talked a lot about the the workings on behind that and the strategies behind that uh but from a very very accessible point of view because he's 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 a professor so he's a teacher uh last year dev you picked cool. lost hills podcast adam picked how did this get made and i picked death of the wing uh, the adam mckay podcast all good choices yeah. uh next up we have Best limited series. I'll take this. It's White Lotus. And before, if you're going to 
Can it be if it's the second season? So this is what it's nominated I know it's very as, different, know. but that seems so fake and made This is up. what it's going with with the Golden Globes uh, and with the Emmys. Sure. So I'm going by those rules. So it's not a miniseries, it's a limited series? Yes. I don't think I, they have miniseries anymore. I think they're you know all just what? called a limited series. You know what, though? I will give a little bit of credit to the people at the organizations who do classify this because except for one character... It's a completely different show. It just happens yeah. to use the same name of the same company. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it a little bit of credit for that, even though I do think it's but technically cheating. Even if you're just replacing the characters, you still have a style, you have a theme, you have a concept, you have a fan base, you have an audience that's already coming to this. So the idea is, is it that a new it's, thing? It's like Sherlock. Sherlock was in this category as well, right? Sherlock was limited or miniseries. So it's in the same that's basis weird that too, Sherlock yeah. was in. That's super and weird. it's the same American horror story does the same thing and American crime story does the same thing, right? Yeah. It's I, I yeah, it's kind of weird, but whatever. Just I admit it's, it's, a, it's a show. It's a Rick, it's a yearly show. It is yeah, it's a show. yearly show. I'm just going by the categories. Sure. Next year we can maybe have a debate about it, but this year I'm just going by what they nominated as. So I think we debated this last year because I was saying how yeah, how things like Squid Game, where they can be like oh, this is just a limited series, so it can get nominated for everything. And then if it does well, then they're like, oh, season two coming soon. Just yeah. like tricked I mean, you look, all. There was a lot of good limited series. I'll see if you guys picking it. Devin, where are you going before I get to Adam? I think of all of them, White Lotus is the biggest of any of them. Yeah. Like I, I, I want to be able to say something else, but I like everyone I would know wanted to watch White Lotus or want to talk about it. Yeah. Adam, where are you going? Um, I don't honestly know a lot of them this year that I there was a that lot. I watched. There was a lot. I'm we sure there that, was. We had that block of like tech docs, right? Of like Dope Sick, the Uber oh, yeah. one, the We Work one, which I watched oh, all three of those. I want to watch. I'm going to nominate Emily in Paris. <laughs> That's not a limited series. It's not a limited oh, series. Fine, but it should be. <laughs> Technically, Devin, you could do Tales from the Jedi. I know. Yeah, if something gets canceled for after one season, is it a limited series? I don't know. I know I could do <laughs> Tales of the Jedi, but I'm choosing not to because that's yeah. my... I have a very special bond with that show now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Adam, well, I have I have a good one. It was... Uh, the, the best limited series was We Own This City. Um, mm-hmm. It's the David yeah. Simon series that happened this year, which is kind of a pseudo-sequel to The Wire. Um, it's amazing. It's It's what The Wire would kind of be in this year. Um, or I guess not this year. It's like 2012, I think it's supposed to take place. Yeah. But so like 20 years after The Wire. Uh, except it's kind of weird because like all the characters that played the sort of street side of things are now playing cops in this series. Mm-hmm. And it's like, did they like... Evolve? Probably on purpose. Yeah, there's got to be a reason to it. And it's a pretty interesting that the line is so thin. Um, but it's based on a true story of a Baltimore police who I think uh, I can't remember now because I saw it so long ago, but like was involved in in like robbing a lot of drug dealers that they would arrest. They were in like the they were in the gun department whose job is to just take guns off the street. So like stop and frisk anyone they can, grab guns, take pictures with them and be like, look, we did our job. We are stopping murders. Um, and while they did that, they would just and they had free reign to do so because the murder rate is crazy. And they would just rob and pillage everyone. And it's money that goes missing and nobody knows. And these guys were just raking it in. 
Uh, it's really good, really well acted. It's it's a great series. I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. Uh, next up, we go to best movie moments. So we go to Adam for that one because he's not. What did we like do last year? What were we in uh, last year for those? Uh, for this is for sorry, what, where are we on again? Limited series. Limited series. Uh, Maybe it was yeah. mini series last year. Uh, I picked White Lotus. Adam picked I Know This Much to Be True, and Devin picked oh, Miracle yeah. Time. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Good choices. Uh, next we go to best movie moment. Uh, Devin, you picked the Green Knight ending. Adam picked the bad trip ending. Bad trip underrated the, now that I've seen it. It's it's a great the movie. white chicks ending. Yes. Bad trip. Bad trip. <laughs> yeah, the and, white chicks and I, ending. <laughs> and I picked uh Toby and Andrew Garfield showing up. Mm. Which you just mentioned before that you're kind of Josh and Justin <laughs> score minus two. <laughs> it was the best movie. It was the best movie. <laughs> great moments, movie, great but... movie moment. Great yeah, movie. Yeah. Cinema moment. Uh Adam, uh, uh, you, you want me to go first? Movies. Yeah, because I had two. You're going to hate mine. I had two and I was thinking about one, but um, I'm going to go with, and it's not just a moment because this whole movie is moments and it's RRR, mm-hmm. the Indian blockbuster that did gangbusters everywhere and is no blowing Oscar people respect. away. Don't spoil it for me yet. I want to see No, it. but so the entire movie is a moment. Every single scene is like, you're just like, what the hell is happening? And it's just insanity like set pieces that are crazy dance sequences songs so action a specific moment i like i don't know there's like there's honestly so many like okay. the opening scene <laughs> i don't want to say what the oh i got scene. mine you're gonna I got but then there's that there's like i'm gonna be able to cheat now even more than there's I a guy it. there's a guy being chased and like this guy fights a tiger in this yeah. opening scene and then the next scene or the scene before is this other guy who is literally fighting thousands of people at the same time. And it's like this insane. If you had, like, if you had to narrow it down scene? to one, because if, yeah. if you don't narrow it down, ah. to one, I'm going to be able to cheat so bad of mine. Okay. It's the, cheat. it's the part in RRR where the guy rips off. They're in this massive fight scene and there's tigers everywhere. And this guy rips off these chains and wraps them around his arm like Kratos. And he's like whipping things at people. Uh, it's that got to be that. Nice. Because there's going to be a lot more God of War talk later. So uh, my best movie moment is Maverick and the Canyon Run. That one had me at the edge of my seat when he came back. Ham's kind of uh, got them all, uh, all the recruits kind of under his thumb at that point. They're all kind of bummed that Mav isn't there. And then Mav does the camera. And that was just one of those theater moments you're just never going to forget. And you just kind of, you know, you just take a lawn from Donkey. You just feel like a fighter pilot at that point when he's doing the canyon <laughs> run there. It's unbelievable. You kind of do. You kind of do. Yeah. Damn. And that's why I was saying I was going to cheat because there's so many Top Gun moments I could take. Well, you can have them all if you want. Yeah, you can have every single one. <laughs> I'm not picking any. Yep. Okay. You guys both seen um, the Predator movie? Prey? Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Wow. I'm surprised. Uh, I know. I haven't seen it yet. Take your headphones out for about two seconds. Okay. Give me a thumbs up when you're back. Yeah. It's when the Predator fights the bear. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. My my air computer. So I heard all of that. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, the predator fights like a bear. To the other speaker. Predator fights a bear, and it's amazing. Cool. I love it. I can't it's wait. really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a lot of bear fighting this year that happened. <laughs> it, well, it's coming up next year. I don't think your headphones are connected, Adam, by the way. You're a little off there. There's a lot of bear fighting, but even, even more next year, we get like the big bear fight movie next year. Oh, yeah. Cocaine bear. With, with cocaine bear. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Um, I, I guess neither of you guys have played God of War. Yeah, so we're at gaming moment. Adam, do you want to just tell us what the gaming moment is? No, it's I'm going to take my headphones out now. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say what the game... I'm just going to say it's the just God of War release. Like me forgetting that this game is coming out this year. And then like a week before being like, holy shit. And then I played the hell out of it. For like... like I got sick twice, which was terrible. Um, but I was able to just crush God of War. And it was amazing. Everything a little boy could dream for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think everything about it definitely lined up for a lot of people this year. And there's a there's a bear fighting, a couple bear fighting moments. You couldn't have it without a bear fight. I love bear fights, and that's not even a spoiler. Mm. Yeah, it's a little bit harder this year to have the gaming moments if you haven't played God of War, I think, or Elden Ring, particularly. Um, what was yeah. what did we have last year for these? Be last uh, last what did we have last year? Uh, well, we do that, Devin. What did you? What do you have? I don't even know if I've played a new game this year. That's that's a really that's that's tough for me. Uh, I by default, it's probably probably Warzone Two. Even well, though it's last like... year, uh, Adam's gaming moment was being able to do Stardew Valley multiplayer with his wife. Very sweet. Oh yeah, very uh, sweet moment. Me was buying mine was buying a Switch. And uh, Devin's was Escape Room game. Oh, okay. Uh, mine's Warzone. Mine's mine's Warzone. Nice. That was the board game, right? Escape yeah. Room. Yeah, yeah. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm changing mine from Warzone. It's Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Yeah, it's mine too. That was a pretty damn good game. What's is? It, was there a moment? There's just like reliving the moments. I think. You know, just the cutscenes are always so good. No, you know what? The uh, the episode five levels were probably the best of the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Reliving the moments is really good. Best TV moment. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be shouting at us that the best TV moment or the most notable TV moment is probably Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. But I wouldn't say that was the best TV moment. I would say that was the most <laughs> notable TV moment. So we're not going to sure. list it. So let's just move on. I talked about it. Let's forget about it and move on. Devin. It's when Dooku fights Seattle. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what either of those words are. The Star Wars reference. The Star Wars one. Yeah, gotcha. that's, that's that's pretty damn good. It's pretty pretty good. Uh Adam. Um I wanted to at first say the ending of Saul. Um mm. and it's good. Um, but it's not super like groundbreaking or memorable. It's good, but the courtroom um, scene I'm, I think is the most memorable. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go um with Atlanta and I'm gonna go with the goof in the room episode 
<laughs> Which one's that one? Is that season four? It's yeah, the wanna, second last episode. Okay, I haven't I'm seen not it gonna say too much more because you it's on yeah. it's on Disney Plus now, Dev. Uh Perfect. but yes. It's it's one it's, of the most brilliant episodes of TV. It doesn't show. it doesn't break new ground because mm-hmm. it's a story that's been done a couple times before mm-hmm. uh with stuff like Bamboozled or a sixties film called Putney Swope. Um but it's it's done really well and it's like a really updated version of that. And it just feels like a, like a typical Netflix doc. Yeah. And it's a totally standalone episode. It has nothing to do with the show. And it's amazing. Although, hey, I mean, since we're kind of on topic, wouldn't Liam Neeson in Atlanta be another pretty good moment? Yeah. It could be. Yep. The Cancel Club? That was, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I, I had a few. Uh, Barry on the Motorcycle. That whole show oh, yes. was so brilliantly done. So yeah. well done. Um, there's a few things from House of the Dragon, but neither one of you guys care about it, so I'll just go not mention that right now. Um, Dooku uh, and Yaddle is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Ahsoka kind of meeting, uh, trying to, try to be hiding, being a Jedi and having to feist the Inquisitor, Inquisitor was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Obi-Wan and Vader, the stare down. Uh. And taking off the the left side of the mask, that might was be the right fantastic. Answer. The Safty brother getting murdered was one of my favorite things this year. The other, yeah, yeah I stopped. I stopped watching that show after that. Um, to me, though, my TV moment. Uh, there was a really, really historic type of thing with the, in the Crown and talking about, um, you know, the end of the Russian royal family and how the British side could have stopped it. And that, that scene was just heart pounding of them killing, uh, like, you know, and you get the whole story of like Anastasia and all that kind of stuff and how they were murdered in their sleep and stuff like that. My heart literally stopped during that scene and how the crown recreated it was absolutely fantastic. And everything that they've done with Diana in that, in, in the crown this season was, was fantastic. Uh, but mine is, is, is the final scene for Tanya and White Lotus. Mm. it's really really freaking good we could talk about that for about 10 minutes just on its own it was really good really i i i laughed i was at the edge of my seat it just it's perfect television making and it's a scene that you don't forget it to the the very end of the scene where you're just like of course that is mike white you are a genius of how you ended this this was absolutely chef's kiss perfect it was right there. Like, it was right there in front of you the whole time. Yeah. Uh, so the guy um, that makes White Lotus, is he, is he the guy? I remember looking this up when the first season came out. He's the Rock. guy from School of Rock? Yeah. Yes. He's Ned, Ned Schneebly. Ned. Ned, Schneebly, Ned. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Anyways, now he's one of the side, most sodded screenwriters in Hollywood. <laughs> he was also on Survivor so, briefly. He was, yeah. So odd. Yeah. What an odd trajectory. Yeah, good for him. Uh, best cinema experience. This was an award created by Adam, so he gets to lead it off. So we have three of these kind of like moments, right? Um, so I'm gonna save one of them for like later. Um, but the best in cinema experience for me this year was going to see Jackass Forever nice. in the theater. Um, I got was fortunate enough to get some premiere tickets and went to the premiere of it at Chinook. And it was just a packed house of people so excited to see Jackass. 
and then with their partners that don't care at all about Jackass. And because it's Jackass, it's not a movie that you like care about the plot or anything. And it was just like everybody laughing and like kind of talking. It's like, holy crap, did you see that? Or or people that don't care just like bringing out their phones and playing like Spider Solitaire or something. Nice. Mm. And uh, but just like seeing that in a theater with people just like laughing their heads off um, early in this year was kind of like pretty refreshing. Yeah. Um, after a couple of years of not going to see things in the theater, mm. um, and so that was that was a blast. Very cool. Uh, Dev, it's Triangle of Sadness. Mm. It's that one scene in Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because it's because it, <laughs> a lot of people will probably start to see it. I don't want to say exactly, uh, but everyone who's listening to this podcast who hasn't seen it, who will see it, will in, in, immediately know what I'm talking about five minutes after it happens. Yeah. Man, that's, pr- that, that's I will good. remember that for a long time. That's, like, that's pretty a, good. That, and that's, seeing, that's, it a, seeing it in a theater is different. Well, that's what made it so great. That's what makes it stand yeah. out. Is it was yeah. the reactions. It was how I felt. It was how Josh felt. It was yeah. like just it was the laughing. It was the 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 sound people. That were was making. a really good theater experience movie, actually. Trial of Sadness, and that's funny. That's a movie we talked about the redaction. I really didn't like that movie, and now like three months later, I've been thinking about stuff. I'm like, fuck, that movie was really good. That's that's how I feel about it. Like I I didn't it was love pretty it. good, pretty good. I didn't love it, but I like talking about it more than yeah. I liked watching it. If that makes sense, hundred percent. So, Dev, that probably is the right moment. I'm going kind of for a selfish moment. Mine is Sonic Two, just because it was four days <laughs> of doing Comic Expo, and it, you know, the last day we had to watch the booth, and it started to really drag on me. And uh, I, I just was like, I just want to go and just kind of be alone and just kind of take everything off because after you know watching the booth and everything, to kind of you know stuff starts to kind of get onto you a little bit. So it's kind of nice to have some alone time. And then just watching Sonic 2, because it's a movie that I really, really enjoyed this year, and I have nowhere else to put it. It probably is Triangle of Sadness, to be honest, but it's fine. in Sonic 2. And, you know, I kind of had a similar experience of people cheering and stuff and seeing, like, Tails have his plane or Knuckles do things you'd see in Sonic 3 or seeing Sonic go Super Saiyan and just seeing all the references. They did so well. Jim Carrey had an awesome performance, and it was cool to have that theater experience with people that were my age that grew up with those games or kids that are Sonic fans now and get to cheer some of this stuff. It was a really cool dichotomy of different generations that have grown up with this character and got to enjoy different things about the film. So I'm going to go with Sonic 2. That's not selfish. That's like entirely emotional. It's the most beautiful thing you've ever said. <laughs> yeah. Say more like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sif moment. Again, I'm letting Adam lead this. Oh, man. Um there's so many. My, I, I actually had written down the Triangle of Sadness because I had seen Triangle of Sadness at home um, like before the festival yeah. and it was good. And then I'm standing outside when the first screening is and I think both of you were watching it. And one of the, once somebody came out and the door opened and it was just like loud, like the loudest laughter I could ever like hear. And so I'm like, I got to go in and see what part this is. And so I open the door and look in and it's that scene that you're obviously talking about. And every like five hundred people in a theater just like going nuts, mm-hmm. was hilarious. Um, but I'll go like a personal. Globes. That's the scene I want showing at the Golden yeah. Globes. Yeah, um, I'll go a personal moment. But the, on the last day, we played a film called Brother, which is this great Canadian film that closed out the festival. 
um, and we had the star in town, Lamar Johnson, and uh, and got to go for dinner with him and hang out with him and chat with him. And he was actually in Calgary because he's going to be in The Last of Us. Nice. Um, and he has a pretty meaty role in there. So that was cool to to meet and hang out with like a, uh, a good like up and coming actor. Nice. And that's what SIF's about, like meeting meeting yeah. people like on their trajectory up to stardom. It's kind of cool. Uh, man, I have two that are really close to me in SIF this year. One was my Down by the River podcast, which was just... Take me down to the river. Take me down to the river, which was such a cool podcast because the director was so cool and he really, he was really um, responsive to me that I actually watched the film, Martin Shore, who got the, you know, hang out with Adam as well, but... Not Martin Shore. Martin Shore, I said. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying for people at home, it's not Martin Short. He was, he really liked that I identified with the the film side of things and the music side of things. And we got to have a really good talk afterwards. That was really, really cool. But again, I think it comes down to uh, working a hockey game um, that I had that night and then getting into Summit Series about half an hour in and getting to sit next to the director. And it's just an experience that I'll just never be able to forget of sitting next to the director. You have done a prior interview with him, which he really enjoyed um and you had shared emails back and forth about it but then getting to sit with that director and sharing their experience of like this is why i did this this is why i did this or then he's like what do you think about this and to have that interaction with the director during their movie and then him be like here this is where they're gonna laugh or this is where they're gonna interact with the crowd it's an experience i'll never ever probably get again in my life it was just unbelievably like kind of out of body experience cool that's cool um, I, I'm going to say it because you're not going to say it about the Martin Shore stuff, but I, I was hanging out with him for the, like the rest of the, the time he was around because I was dealing with some other stuff and he he couldn't stop talking about Josh and he was just like, that guy was such a great interviewer. Like, he's like <laughs> such a pro and he was so good. Like, that was one of the best interviews I've ever done. Well, I... And like, this is like Martin, Shore, I, was, I was intimidated by him coming because it was like, he's a very established He's a pretty new filmmaker. He's only done a couple, but he's a pretty established music producer. And he's like, well, well versed in the field of, of music and film. Um, and, uh, but he came, he was like the nicest dude ever, but yeah, he couldn't stop. I think Josh, you were probably his first stop on, on his, his tour of Calgary doing that interview. And uh, yeah, he just couldn't stop talking about well, he, he how great, to me. He, great you he had people that like, Oh, I know jazz and I know this and going in. He was surprised me. Cause I knew so much about, uh, new orleans hip-hop and southern mm-hmm. hip-hop i think he had like he like this white kid from calgary knows all this stuff about southern hip-hop and then i'm like and then uh i i mean i think he kind of spoiled where the second the, the third one was in the pod but i can't remember so i won't say now and then he he told uh, he said it in the q a oh did he okay so he they're doing stuff on on london uh on england yep. and british uh music and i told him i was you know have family from there and everything like that and we had a cool talk about that and i mentioned you should do a west coast side of things and i broke down my uh my love of west coast hip-hop he's like i may have to get you on that i didn't know you had that much knowledge <laughs> about west coast hip-hop he was just so cool and i guess a little bit behind the curtain side of things he's you know been able to pass uh, interviews on to us um sporadically through his agency uh that he shares unfortunately it's just been bad timing for a lot of them we've had some really cool uh near halloween we had some uh, really cool interviews that were all given to us. It's just 
for my job is as a broadcaster, those dates just didn't line up for me. And then one was just before I was leaving for holiday. So it's been really cool that he still, you know, vibed with, you know, the interview that we did and has passed on other interviews because he's trusted us. Uh, it's just unfortunate that those times just have vibe with our schedule, but really, really cool guy. And if it wasn't for that experience I got to have during summit series, he would be, that would be number one. Cool. Yep. Uh, Mine would have to be seeing a film like uh, Rimini at SIF. Uh, something where you don't know anything about it going into it except maybe a tagline. Maybe you saw a poster on the website and just saying, screw it, like I want to I go do something I would never do normally. And being blown away by this film for a variety of reasons. Um, and just expanding your horizons a little bit more is, is the best part about SIF. Just taking it, yeah. taking a chance on something. Taking chances, yeah. And then coming out and being like, damn, like that challenged me. That was kind of weird. It was kind of funny. It was kind of, it was good. It, or maybe you didn't like it. That's that's even more of a challenge. It's uh, a risk. Yeah. But it's yeah, You took it. in a lot of films too, Dev. I, yeah, I saw about 10 films at the festival. It, it was one of those things where it was like eight o'clock on a Thursday night there. And then you're, you're walking out of the theater and just get to think with, you know, think of that movie on the way home. So. Best local uh, moment, Devin. Say best local moment? Yes. Like local to Calgary? Yeah. Oh, it's Calgary Beer Fest. Okay, I was going to think more in the pop culture side of things. We can have that for the well, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that local? I was, I, I went with like the shooting of Last of Us. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> Maybe you should have let Adam leave that one. Adam would be the I didn't one. understand what this question was either. Yeah, so sure. I, my, this is why I saved this answer from the best in cinema experience because it was another in cinema experience and it was just going to see everything everywhere all at once at Cuff mm. um, before it, it came out. And that movie still is blowing me away. But like that cinema experience of like packed house post-pandemic going to see a movie that was that special. Like I haven't had, I haven't come out of a cinema with a feeling about a movie like that for like years. I honestly can't remember the last time. So that was really special. I don't know if that's local enough. Devin, I'm gonna allow beer fest. Oh, I mean, it's a, it's a thing that a lot of people from a lot of places know about in their own way, but (laughs) Calgary beer fest was just a really fun night. It's not a fun after night. <laughs> then I got called, COVID two called days a, later. That's called morning. It's called the next yeah, morning. It wasn't because of that. It's because I got COVID <laughs> two days later. Uh, best talk show. Um, I'm just going to give Trevor Noah his uh, his flowers on this one. So I'm going to go with Trevor Noah. Mainly because of one of the correspondents on the show too. Uh, Jordan Klepper, who is absolutely hilarious. And if you see, they put the sketches up that he does on youtube a lot uh where he goes to these trump rallies and these you know pretty right-wing republican themes and abortion rallies and whatnot and he doesn't give a fuck and he just clowns these guys and i really thought you know the, the daily show was kind of forced upon trevor noah in some ways he didn't seem to be their first pick and he was not supposed to leave when he left that was weird and, and I really started to appreciate John Oliver is still fantastic, but I kind of find some of the same beats are going on with Oliver and I'm still enjoying it, but 
I really, you know, got the chance to watch a lot more Trevor Noah this year and really did enjoy it. And Conan's not around anymore. So it's a technicality. Default. Dang. My question is, is like talk shows, like, like, I'm sorry to say, like, I don't really know. This is the last year of this award. This is the last year of this award. I don't know anything about talk shows. It's getting retired. Was was Conan's last year this year or the year prior? The year prior. Okay, because I was going to say him and him and Seth Rogen was a pretty good interview. Yeah, this is the I'm retiring this award because I I think we're getting near the end of these. I Jimmy Fallon. Oh, uh, James Corden leaving the the show. That's a that's a win, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where do you go with talk show though? Hmm. Who is it? Who is a talk show? Can I just do like a wired autocomplete interview? Is that a talk show? Oh, Hot Ones. That's a talk show. Yep. Oh, you stole mine. It's the only one I can think of. Yeah, Hot Ones. Because it's actually getting, it's it's pretty ridiculous how legitimate Sean Evans is as an interview. Sean Evans is a beast. (laughs) And he's like so well, it's kind of like Nardwar, but Uh, with chicken wings. You stole my line. Damn it. It's it kind is. of like Nardwar, but with chicken wings. It's his wings? team. It's his yeah. team. Um, speaking of chicken wings, uh, I actually have two that I can bring up to sure. this one. Have you ever seen Chicken Shop Date? No. I don't know the 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 woman who runs it, but it's this British. It's basically like Hot Ones, kind of, where they just go to like a British chicken shop, and it's a lot of like rappers, and she's just like this little white girl, and she just it, they, she pretends they're going on a date with yeah. like a celebrity. And uh, it's pretty funny. Um, but then the other one I watched, I only saw a couple episodes of this and I want to watch more is the Z-Way show. Hmm. Um, that's definitely a talk show, but it's surreal and so weird. And basically just like trying to trick the guest to saying problematic things, well, uh, which year, is pretty funny. Adam, you picked Between Two Ferns. I picked, uh, Devin picked John Stewart and I picked Conan. Ah, uh, yeah, the John Stewart and will, podcast, and this, and this award will now be retired because yeah, I don't talk shows. Yeah, talk shows. Not are watching retired. anything. Uh, best nonfiction. Uh, last year, Devin picked the Insurrection. I picked the Insurrection, and <laughs> uh, Adam, you picked Bobcat's feud with Jerry. <laughs> Try to remind me oh. what that is again. Is that like Bobcat's uh, from Bobcat like, Goldthwait? Yeah. Bobcat Goldthwait and Jerry Seinfeld have a yeah. long-standing feud and there was a documentary that bobcat did and he he brought up a couple things that were pretty funny um and pretty pretty damning on jerry seinfeld what's the best well i don't even know the best but what was the most influential non-fiction thing you saw on tv this year i don't know i just i went with I'm the wrestling with, moment here it's the war I, in ukraine that i went with the world cup final Okay, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go socially responsible. It's the war in Ukraine. Yeah, you're probably right on that. <laughs> I didn't think about real things. And I went <laughs> with non-fic- the wrestling moment. It's not non- real. We did the insurrection. It's nonfiction. Well, I went with wrestling, which is nonfiction. Yeah, this is true. Okay, and whatever. What? Sure. Orange Take Orange it. Cassidy winning his first title was was a great moment. He's my favorite you missed, wrestler. You misunderstood right the assignment. I didn't understand the assignment. <laughs> Adam, the wrestling I'm show is say... next week. It's next week. But I can still bring up something here. Yeah, you can. You can. You can. Yeah. 
We're we're wrestling friendly on this podcast. Go Kenny uh, over here. Next up is uh, another <laughs> award that Adam nominated. It's called Best Find. So something something that we we talk so much about all the like 2022 stuff, like whatever came out this year. Yeah. But there's like a hundred years of of media and film that have come up before, and like you watch old stuff too throughout yeah. the year, and you and like disregarding all that just to talk about the new and hot stuff is is a little bit i don't know i like to talk about the older things too when you find something something I, I neat so great, i think it's a great award um yeah a few things that i saw this year um i saw showgirls for the first time and that was yes. wild yep um i'd never seen it before paul verhoven is the king of sleaze and i knew that going in um so january 1st after new year's i always watch a long movie that i've never seen before and so almost a year ago, I watched Goodfellas for the first time. Wins? And that was Goodfellas. I know. You've never seen Goodfellas before? I'd never seen Goodfellas. Wow. Um, and it was it was fantastic. Ray Liotta kills it. You think um, so? But the one film I did watch was actually just a couple months ago called Kess. And it's a British film from the 60s by um, a super political filmmaker named Ken Loach. And it's just like a real life, feeling story about a young kid who's kind of bullied who's probably gonna work in the mines in this small town in the UK um who falls in love and and starts befriending this eagle and he becomes like an eagle like like a falconry not an eagle a falcon and he becomes like a falconist falconer it's into falcon falconer um and it's just this beautifully sad story it's it's like one of the best films that I've ever seen it's amazing nice What's it called again? Sorry. Kess. K-E-S. Kess. Okay. And Ken Loach is, that was in the 60s, and Ken Loach is still making films uh, to this day. A couple of years ago, he won the Cannes Palme d'Or still. So he's he's a legend. Excellent. Uh, Dev? Uh, I watched uh, The Wind Rises for the first time, which is uh, a Ghibli movie. Came out about 10 years ago. Totally slipped by the radar. Uh, it was his retirement fate. movie that <sighs> you know it's just <laughs> i there is there is very clearly a, a a ghibli or a ghibli uh hierarchy and this one i didn't didn't i've never really paid attention to it uh watched it one night when i was alone beautiful film and it just was like it was calming it was kind of relaxing in a way it was very serene it's a good way of putting it Nice. It feels like his last film. It feels like a culmination of everything he loves. It does. It right? was like it. Yeah. It was. It was almost like a. It was like he he, he was speaking, uh, as like a boyhood dream through the character. I believe who's yeah. who, who's whose love was aeronautics and flying. Only his was filmmaking and, and animation. Uh, you really get that sense of like I'm putting it to bed now and I'm okay with it, even though the movie isn't really about that. Uh, but it felt yeah. that way. So it was just yeah. really, it's just really nice. And even though it was his last movie, he has another movie coming out this year. Wow. <laughs> Next year. Trust me, we're all waiting for that one. <laughs> uh, so when I was in Vegas, you know, we, we spent one night, you know, we kind of just, um, we hung out a little bit. And, you know, the good thing about the time we were there was Thanksgiving. So I kind of got to go back to my childhood where you had the Turner stations that just play those old movies all the time. And that's oh. how like, I, I found out about. I love a hotel. 
hotel right? TV watch. So uh, one of those movies I'd never seen was The Great Outdoors with John Candy and uh, Dan Aykroyd. And it's it it just it I recently when I got back home, I went on a full John Candy um binge because of it. And I'd never seen Great Outdoors. It had been on out here, Peachtree TV, which would be TBS for our American friends. And I'd see it once in a while and I just never got to it. And I just I saw it, I was like, really fun movie. Cool to see Ackroyd in that thing, but it just reminded you just man, Candy was an absolute force. And it really sucks as he was about to take this turn. As you see him in JFK when he plays the heel in that, and he was starting to get to a serious actor. But there was such a thing with John Candy. You see it a lot in Uncle Buck, and you see it in Plane Trains and Automobiles, which I did revisit as well, which is just an awesome holiday film. But you see it in Great mm-hmm. Outdoors. He's so good at playing the vulnerable, uh, loving guy. He was like the absolute best at that. And it's an absolute shame it got took him as soon as he did. But yeah, it was really enjoyable to get a chance to see that for the first time and have that experience too of like kind of what it used to be like when we were kids, right? It's like, hey, like I remember um, you'd always have, um, man, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but the movie with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd that you would see around New Year's all the time at Turner, Trading Places. Trading Places. You always get to see Trading Places on. I was like, this is like how it used to be when I was like younger and you'd, turn, you'd have the Turner movie marathons on all the time and that's mm-hmm. how you would watch movies around the holidays so that was really cool to kind of be influenced I, back to that and then get to i love see tuning in like, like halfway through yeah like tuning in halfway through a movie right and yeah. then you're like what is this and then you're like really <laughs> interested and then you you like just stay and you watch the end and then you're like i kind of want to watch the rest of that and that's then you're like I mean, oh it's, it's on Child. again it's on it's on right after why not I'll watch for it. me Remember it was gold? the jet for me is the jackie chen movie with the giant giant uh dump truck oh is that brooklyn Young. Rumble no Rumble it's like an, it's like an australian no it's an australian oh. movie i don't know oh you guys talk i'll, I'll google you it. were saying golden but, child josh yeah golden child one time was like halfway through and i'm like i don't know what this is and i watched I'm like now i need to go rent it yeah the first time um, i watched they live was on tv and i really? turned it on and it was that fight scene that's like a wwf fight scene between rowdy rowdy piper and Keith David, and Keith that's David? like 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Like 20 minutes long. And so I watched it from there to the end. I was like, that was amazing. I went to bed, woke up, turned my TV on the next morning. And it was that exact scene again on the same oh, channel. Wow. I was like, this is, and it's one of my favorite wow. movies. The best time. part of, the best part of Groundhog Day is like everything you like just over and over again. <laughs> they live yes. is super underrated. And anytime I get to see yeah. Keith David in something, it's a pleasure. Love him. We should uh, we should have a uh, best find every week on we the show. I like it. Uh, best cameo. So this is the best like actor making a cameo appearance in a show this year. Maybe they're only around for one or two episodes. Um, Adam, was it in a show? Can it be in a movie? It can be in a movie too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because I had a bunch of movie ones. Sure. Um, I mean, the obvious answer is just every single person and weird. Al Yankovic story. Oh, yeah. Okay, well then that's mine. Um, that thank you cuz that's mine then. <laughs> I have mine. Thank you. You can take it. But best cameo is yeah. uh Chris Jericho in Terrifier 2. <laughs> Terrifier. Um I knew he was in it. Um yeah. Not to spoil the movie, but I knew he was in it. And this movie is long. This movie's like two and a half hours for a low budget like this podcast. Sloppy horror movie. And you get to the end and the credits roll. And I was like, what the fuck? There's no Chris Jericho. 
Like what happened? And it's like a dummy credits. And then there's like another chunk of the movie. And then he's in that chunk of the movie. Um, he's terrible in it. It's like not much of a role, but it's great. It's he great to see like Mojibari coming out. Yeah. Which I actually, I was supposed to go up to Edmonton and be a, be an extra on it. Oh. But uh, I didn't want to drive. Um, but yeah, like seeing like a mid-level actor cameoing in like a low budget movie is always funny. So it was good. Uh, Devin, do you plan on seeing Weird? Because I don't want to spoil this for I specifically don't want to spoil this cameo for you. On seeing what? On, we, on the Weird Al movie. Do you plan on seeing it? Uh, no, you, you can spoil it. It's fine. Conan O'Brien as Andy Warhol oh. is the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. What? It's so oh, good. I didn't know it's it was Conan. So good. There's literally a little camera. Like everybody who could make it is in this movie. Oh my god, it's so like Lin Manuel funny. Miranda is in this yeah. movie. Jack Black. Um Jack Black, Paul F. Tompkins. The he's other just, lonely he's island so guy. Weird. He's so weird and perfect as Andy Warhol. I'm just like, this is fantastic as him as Andy Warhol. Well, he was great as the robot in, yeah. in the Mitchells movie, like just yeah. something off the wall. He's so perfect at these type of roles. And I think when he did the interview with Howard uh Stern, it was just after Weird came out. He's like, I barely remember shooting it. They just said, Hey, can you come in and do it and just be weird? He's like, That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he is it was just it was just perfect. I'm like, of course, Conan as Andy Warhol is is absolutely fantastic. And it's literally blink if you miss it. Scene. Yeah, yeah. Like one line. Yeah. Damn. Nice. I didn't know that. I'll have to take a look. I'll have to. I, I am interested in the movie. I just like I don't know when I'm ever going to. And see the dude it. from Lonely Island that does Pee Wee Herman. Apparently, like he's been buggy people forever. <laughs> like, let me be Pee Wee Herman in a movie. Pee Wee Herman in a movie. And then he finally gets yeah. to and he kills it as Pee Wee Herman. Uh, Patton Oswalt is in it. Yeah. Like every that's everybody, kinda, that's kind of awesome. Everybody you want. Weird should have got a Golden Globe nomination. I don't know how Globes work, but it's not eligible for Oscars because Roku doesn't know what they're doing. No. Yep. It's a long story about that. Hey, what's mm-hmm. our what's our time limit for um for a cameo? Can it be several episodes? Is it like a guest spot? Is two. it like two two episodes? Okay, so. Is Soldier Boy out of the question? No. Yeah, I think it. I think what's, it the, be, what's the question? Well, like Soldier it does, in does one episode. Fit. No, he's not. He's in two. Is he not? Two or three? He's in one. He's in one. And they're talking about a of what? Soldier Boy. No, I'm talking oh, about yeah, the boys. Oh yeah, no, that doesn't count. He's a character. I think count. Sorry, because Soldier Boy is in Sol- Atlanta. Soldier Boy is in Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Oh really? Oh, what a small <laughs> world! What a small world! Um, that was a pretty great cameo. No, he he's a he's a he's a character that I can't I can't. Okay, no, that's fair. Um, Charlie Cox and She Hulk. Yeah, I was all that. Yeah, I was a like, She Hulk is better. I th- I I am hundred percent convinced that She Hulk is is going to be better than we thought it was in the moment. It um, is. And Charlie Cox, like I, I don't have a connection to that Daredevil, but holy shit, like I was like, I want more of him in every every sense of the word. Honorable mention to cousin in Andor. Cousin in Andor. Eh, he kind of got he kind of got yeah. Or John Barenthal like, in the Bear. Yes, John Barenthal in the Bear for like the yeah. one scene. 
Uh, um, celebrity of the I, year. I was gonna. I was gonna say Justin Long in Barbarian. That's. A, <laughs> I would almost accept that too. Yeah. That's a can't. Even though he's in half hey, of the movie, hey, Bosworth in Barbarian. He's not. He's not in any of the like, um, press material, or like any advertisements. Yeah. I'd allow so. That. Yeah, but I could have gone Laura Dern in, in White Lotus. Eh, that's like a blink and you miss it one. That doesn't count. Uh, celebrity of the year. I already know a lock for the worst celebrity of the year. Like the best celebrity this year. I can't. There's a lot. There's a lock. There's a lock for me for worst. <laughs> There's a lot of bad ones. There's a lot too. Uh, I don't really, Adam. I thought you kind of nailed this last year when you did the Dolly Parton thing. It was like, oh, that's yeah. Really nice. I remember. I remember doing that, and I couldn't find anyone that was like really that exciting this year. Um, uh, but you already talked about him. Um. And I wanted I to just talk about him too. I did today because you did pardon and Devin did Chalamet. Celebrity, Celebrity of the year, Timothy I Chalamet. Nice, I must have nice made that. Pick. I must have made that up. Um, can I go on this one? Yeah. I'm gonna say Kihei Kwan for this well, one. Well, yeah, that's good. That's um yeah. all the reasons that you talked about, um, about his sort of comeback of the year. Um, but the biggest thing for me was that when he won that, I think it was Critics Choice Award. Yeah. Earlier. Like that speech he made was just like so like it was just all the interviews that he had done about it like rolled into one of these like emotional moments and it's just like such a feel good like he's just an awesome dude and I just listened to the um that A24 podcast with the Daniels uh talking to Daniel Radcliffe and they talked about how he was just like the greatest guy on set He's just like knowing everyone's name, not just the directors and the other actors. Like he would know everyone. His wife would come to set and make soup for everyone on set and just like bring meals and like hang out. And he was just like such such like a pleasure to be around. Like all of this stuff just adds up to him being awesome this year, having a big comeback. Nice. That's yeah. my answer. That that's the right answer for sure. Sure. I'll do that too. I was gonna say, if not, I was also gonna say Jenna Ortega. Ortega just because she blew up as a celebrity well I think we also saw someone's true personality and and someone who's just loving that giving picture with him and Harrison Ford is one of the best pictures this year see like we're talking <laughs> like the, everything we everything we say about him is just positive yeah so. there's nothing okay, Devin, yeah. best animated tv show it's all you Ooh. anime or animated and it can be both it can be both uh well, it's Chainsaw Man. Oh, I thought you were gonna go Tails here. No, I mean that's that's a that's a kind of a limited series. It's, it's actually a micro series. It's an anthology. <laughs> Talk to me um, about Chainsaw Man. This seems like an Adam pick. Like I, I don't like, know what this is. No, every one, but once every year, there's just an anime that people lose their minds about. Oh, this is know. on Hulu. Examples are like One Punch Man, um, yeah. Attack on Titan. This year's is Chainsaw Man. Yeah, this is on Hulu. And it's just like gross. It's like super violent. It's just like so so ridiculous, but people just love it. Nice. Adam? Cool. I I did not watch any animated television series this year. I wrote down all the series that I watched. None of them were animated. But I'm going to mention one that I haven't seen yet that I really want to see. And it's Primal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw um, a lot of and it, it just sounds so. I've seen a couple episodes of the first season, um, and I, I loved it. And I just haven't 
gotten around to getting to that second one. Gandhi um, Tartakovsky. But it's, yeah, it's wild stuff. I'm a big, 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 big Samurai Jack fan. Yeah, so I've seen right a lot my of I never watched much of it, well. but it's you, really you would like you would like Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you Tales of the Jedi. Awesome. So it deserves love. It, Somebody did it. Absolutely fantastic this year. Chainsaw Man, from everything I've seen, reviews is really good. Runner up, best season of Rick and Morty in a long time. Kind of seems to be getting its legs back after two. Mm-hmm. Kind of so-so season, Solar Opposite. I forgot also. that show existed. All the Justin <laughs> Rowland, I guess, I watched. I watched a lot of Justin Rowland, obviously, this year. Solar um, Opposites? Solar Opposites was good. Re- really good. Um, Tales and the Jedi is just one of the... It's the best work of Star Wars this year. Get your Andor bullshit out of my face. It's 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 definitely Tales from the Jedi. Even to me, I love Ahsoka, so the baby Ahsoka stuff, I know some people aren't as high in that one. I loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It's like I said, Duke it was a ten. Team. I redacted that to a fifteen. It's I've watched it's Tales the, from the Jedi five times. It's it's the uh, it's the Liam it's the Liam Neeson it's it's the Dooku stuff. It's like, ugh, I can't get it. I can't get over it. It's we so need to move on. Best animated movie, Adam. Um, for me, there's two choices this year. I found, and uh, I'm going to go with the more recent one. Um, I really liked Wendell and Wild. Oh, okay. Uh, it was fantastic. Written by Jordan Peele, um, directed by, I don't remember his name, but the guy who did Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it definitely has that same vibe. Um, it's a, such a shame that it played TIFF and then just got dumped on Netflix. Yeah, it's like, good. I think it's a good film. On, I think on Halloween it's day, I think it got dumped. It's too darker but good it's dark comedy. like it's it's like silly kid stuff but then it's like about prison industrial complex and like <laughs> and like mass displacement of colored people in america and like yeah that's really heavy heavy themes um and it's just it's really great like i i think i don't know if it had like as big a staying power as like nightmare before christmas but it's i think more people should be exposed to it and see it like it, it's really good it, it looks it really to cool. kind of get bogged i'm glad adam gave me the um the reference to watch it because I, I probably wanted it got bogged down on the netflix algorithm really really fast like it's not it was hard to yeah. kind of find they didn't really promote it really well so i'm glad adam no. put me onto it so i got an opportunity to see it it was really really good um Honorable mention to Mortal Kombat Snowblind, which is one of the best anim- animated Mortal Kombat movies they've done so far. Uh, and then this it, this was a really close one for me. Honorable mention to Turning Red, which is really, really good. And That was my second choice. How they didn't put that in theaters is ridiculous. Uh, my animated mo- movie of the year is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That was mine. Yay! It was best way better. Forever. way better than i thought it was going to be and there's just yeah. so many like weird meta jokes that i was laughing about so yeah Good job, super Jeff. super fun uh sandberg and Mullaney play really well off each other yes so many little good meta jokes and on top of it get a you know tim robinson is ugly sonic fantastic <laughs> um maybe uh yeah and you know getting to know too that where this is going with seth rogan taking over darkwing duck makes you feel that that's he is hand. Yep, that's the next movie that he's making. He's making the Darkwing Duck part two of this. Not Turtles? 
He's doing Turtles as well, but he's also doing okay. Dark Turtles is already well, slated. It's already I would done. say at this it's point, a, like okay. Seth, Seth isn't taking many L's. No, like he he takes. I have on a stuff, lot of respect for him. And they're they're pretty genuinely good. Uh, so yeah, Chippendale was it was some of the most fun I had, and I thought another movie that I wish would have gone in the theater because I bet you it could have minimum made fifty to eighty million dollars potentially, but. I get it with the copyright stuff. Like there was Transformers, there was South Park. Like the the references were kind of all over here, so it's easier for Disney just to put it on the plus and let people enjoy it. It is really enjoyable. It's totally yeah. it's totally a take a couple drinks or something else type movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, trailer of the year. This can be for game, movie, or uh, television show. Mm-hmm. I think I know what Josh is going to be. Mine um, is easy. Yeah, what what was... Do you remember what we had last year? I'm curious. Uh, Top Gun, probably. Yeah, it was no, Top Gun. not for me. Top Gun not trailer number six, the Super, Super Bowl edition, <laughs> came out this year. Extra 20 again. seconds. Um, I'll, I'll put my trailer. Uh, and I do so Devin did the Batman, Adam did Licorice Pizza, and I did No Way Home. I don't know. That seems very appropriate. Um, okay. Well, I'm I'm going with the current one again, and I'm going to go with the Barbie trailer. Nice. I I, I can't. Believe it's fantastic. We haven't, talked, we haven't talked about it yet. Are you waiting I, for me? Because it's well, no. it's so like there's no Barbie footage, and like there's a splash of it at the end, which is like all you want, but the rest of it is just like this dig at like like materialism patriarchal film bro that's hilarious it's, it's like, so funny because like you go to film school even now um especially as a woman i have friends who had gone through film school that are just like all you talk about is old white dudes and like everyone's a kubrick fan and it's like there's more to film than that and film history and it's like this is just kind of like a kick in the ass to like all of that it's hilarious Okay, I know my That's answer. Great, Dev, where are you going? Uh, it's the Tokyo Vice trailer. Ooh, because the first was it the first two episodes of Michael Mann set the the set set such a good stage, and yeah, the show gets a little weird near the end. But the I actually go back and watch that first episode because I think it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Nice, it's a good one. I'm with you on that. Really good filmmaking. Uh, it's Top Gun for me. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Honorable mention to Marcel the Shell, which was a really cute and really good trailer. Uh, really, you see the movie? It's a great no, movie. I, have, I really want to see it still. Um, me, it, I'm kind of going with you, Adam. It's kind of a trailer that just dropped. It's the Spider Verse Two trailer. Uh, just being a, a big Spider Man fan uh, and getting to see all the Spider Man that are in this film is absolutely uh, ridiculous i don't think i've paused a film that much being the nerd that i am trying to find all the different spider-man that that we have in this this film is going to be absolutely ridiculous and it's 2023 is going to be the year the definitive year of lord and miller it's going to be the best year right, of already had Miller's one life this <laughs> is the definitive year of lord and miller so yeah i'll go with the spider uh verse two uh best tv genre so um this like i said you can go whatever way you want to go so because we had comedy and we had drama but then 
there's just so many other types of genre. There's horror, there's superhero, there's whatever. So you can go whatever direction you want to go uh, with this one. Uh, Dev. It's, well, it's dramedies because we had two seasons of Atlanta. We had that goes Barry. into drama. That can go. That goes into drama. Okay, then it's drama. Or comedy. Or comedy. <laughs> we have comma. We have we. So we have drama and comedy. But I don't think. I think a dramedy is not necessarily either or. Barry is clearly not a drama or a comedy. Atlanta is not a drama or a comedy. This. This I know. Is I know more, that... though for like like the superhero horror supernatural shows though. That's what this award is for. Oh, so you're telling me I'm wrong. Okay, then don't yes, then skip Adam. skip me. Someone else <laughs> okay. can go first then. Adam? I, I threw one in last minute. Um one I really liked from technically from twenty twenty one, but it carried into twenty twenty two. Um but it was Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Um it's it's definitely not a drama. It's not a comedy. Is this a genre? What's the genre? Supernatural. Like horror it's like kind of horror, maybe even sci fi. Yeah, maybe fantasy. It's a yeah. lot of, it's a lot of things. Um, it's a really interesting show that kind of caught me off guard at a time where I wanted something that was like a little light and easy to take, but also kept me really interested. I think it it plays the same sort of role that Severance plays of like what mm. it's it's always wait you're waiting to see what is happening. Um, and I like this better. I think I liked it better. Um, yeah. and I'm really interested. Season season two I think is out pretty soon in 2023 so yeah in march i know um, what i know what genre is big this year oh yeah it was the uh, uh fictitious history shows yes winning time and mm-hmm. it was those kinds of shows that took off this yeah. year and the pam and tommy one yeah uh surprisingly i'm not going anything marvel or star wars for tv because in the word of mjf they were all kind of mid nothing okay. really I'm going with a show that doesn't get a lot of love, but every single week I really enjoyed it. It's super well done. It's not going to win a lot of wars, and that's the Orville. Cool. Just sure. Perf- Never it's, seen it's it. Really, really well done. Seth MacFarlane probably puts the most. It's still going. Project. Yep. Uh, People are watching. Okay. He likes it more than uh, Family Guy. Yeah, he doesn't want to do Family Guy anymore. Fox keeps on making him do it. Uh, just really, really enjoyed it this year. Every episode is fantastic. Uh, they hit some really hard issues and they kind of hit the, like they did a whole kind of abortion type of episode, but that kind of hit the metaphor with, you know, stuff in space and whatnot and really, you know, emotional and how some of those things are hit. There was a really hard hitting time traveling episode and a decision you'd have to make that. I really highly suggest Orville to anybody. Space abortions. Nothing, nothing more triggering. That's literally what I was going to say. Orville does, Orville does Star Trek and Star Wars better than either one of them right now. There you go. Yeah. I said that it was, it was the fake, it was the fictitious history shows. Which one? Wait, I am so confused as to what we're actually talking about here. (laughs) Are we talking about genres? So like a genre a genre movie or a genre show is oh. like something that doesn't fit in normal categories. Is this, is, this yeah. a, is this a genre TV show or a genre? Yes. Okay, genre TV show. Oh, God. So you uh, can pick no, Andor, yeah, you no, pick no. Uh, oh, Andor then. Fine. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> I thought you were talking about genres. I thought we were just talking about genres. My bad. No. That's what I thought initially. And I was then... confused. No, I was still confused. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we good. Best TV, best TV comedy. This one, I'll, I'll guess I'll go. I go. I go with Atlanta in this one. 
I go with Barry. You go with Barry. I, I, I specifically go with, with Atlanta season four. Season four. I'm season four. I'm a bigger fan of three. To be the, honest, the it's funeral, the funeral episode in season three is hilarious. Yep, that's the, a pretty the great one. one. With Chet Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the all of the like episodes that have nothing to do with the team are fantastic. Like perfect Twilight the Zone, the European yeah. House one. That one was sort of in canon with them, right? But no, but yeah, no, like yeah. where he's like. You go to Nando's in your house? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that where you're going, Adam? You're going to Atlanta? No. No. It's uh, the rehearsal. Yeah. It was the fun, like, honestly, the funniest. Good. I was just, like, laughing the entire time and shocked. Like, it's it's so good. You both need to watch this show. There's one show. I've never been a Nate guy. I can understand it. Watch just... this show. Not you will for be me. mind blown. Every so you're watching it and you're like, I think I understand what's happening. And then they pull the rug out, and then it's like, oh, I have no idea. And then you're like, okay, now I get it. And then it's like again, and it just keeps happening to this like level for six or seven full episodes of that, where you just have no idea what's happening. It's great. Yeah, where are you going? Oh, you want Barry? I went Barry. Yeah. Uh, Best drama, Adam. Um, Better Call Saul. Yeah. It wrapped it up. It didn't wrap it up like super exciting, but it wrapped it up well. Yeah, and it was well. it was very good. Everything was good about it. And I liked it. You said everything I needed to say there. I agree with you. It's Saul. Dev? The bear. The bear. See, I could have put that in either category. I don't get you in these categories, man. I just listened to your rules. <laughs> you could have, no, I'm just saying, like Barry, Barry, I would accept in either one. Atlanta, you could accept into either one for drama and comedy. They're, they kind of split the lines, right? Oh, okay. That's fine. Uh, overall show of the year, Adam. This was a toss up with the rehearsal, but it, it, I think it's the bear too. The bear wow. kind of blew everyone away. It put a lot of people on the map for a bunch of actors. Um, it's just so it's it feels like a trailer for a series because the way it ends but it's so engrossing and just like interesting and the way it dropped on uh, it was like weeks later in canada right yeah and it was coming out weekly and like that was one show that i was just like every wednesday yes yeah. we were watching it yeah it, it was great dev uh halo Come on. No, i'm just kidding it's the bear okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be a little different. I'm going to pick Atlanta season four. Okay. That was the most enjoyable yeah. season of TV I had overall. I think Atlanta, if it's show of the year, could be both seasons then. You can just take them all. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, TV actor, Devon. Uh, so there's this like up and coming guy. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. I just saw him in the show uh, that we watched together as a family last night. His name's Sylvester Stallone. Who? No, it's Stallone. Eh? No, it's. Uh... <laughs> what show is he in? It's in Tulsa King. Oh, I was half expecting F. Marie Abraham from you, Devin. Uh, it, it's it's either F. Marie Abraham or. Uh, Evan Moss 
from uh, the bear as cousin Richie. It's uh, I, I... it's cousin Richie. It's 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 Eben Moss Moss uh, Backrack. Adam, you agree is with that one? He's in... Is that is that the guy that's in Andor? Yeah. Yeah. I just got to that episode. He's in both. Yeah, he is. It's not most TV actor. It's best TV actor. Yeah, I liked. I really liked him as. I liked him as cousin Richie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I is it me? Yeah. Um, if we're talking most TV actor, I was going to pick John Barenthal. Yeah, because he was in The Bear and I'm We sure. Own the City, and apparently the show American Gigolo that people yeah. seem to be mediocre yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but I think it's Lakeith. Lakeith just Ooh. kills it in Atlanta. Yeah. Season good. four, that one scene where he goes to like a target and you haven't seen this uh dev but it's not a spoiler there's like a riot for some reason people are just taking stuff and he just walks in with an air fryer and he goes up to the counter and the guy's like hiding behind the counter and he's like i'd like to return this and he's like can you not see what's going on he's like okay why do you want to return it he's like well somebody gave it to me as a gift and thought i'd use it but then i just realized that i already have an oven not the same it's not the same <laughs> it's great it's a great moment and he's really good and That's not great... to spoil again the ending but like he kind of ends the show too a little bit which is yeah. great like he, he's so good great darius moment uh yeah i'm standing with atlanta i love lakeith uh but i'm gonna go with brian tyree henry the farm episode really pushed it over level for me everything mm-hmm. in that farm episode is so well done he he really there is far more brian tyree he becomes the star of atlanta some people would think it would be glover overall but no. at the end of the day here paperboy really ended the show being the primal character in my opinion i'm sure people can make their own opinions i mean how the last episode ends you could very well think it was uh lakeith uh mm-hmm. you know darius being the final character the main character there but Brian Tyree Henry just took it to another level. Uh, best TV I just actress. watched Causeway, and oh, yeah? he's great in Causeway. Yeah, nice. He's gonna bullet train too. Uh, Dev, best actress. Simona Tabasco. Lucia White Lotus. Nice. Yeah, she really blew me away. Uh, she, I'd say, is one. I mean, it's hard to say, like beginning of the show i didn't think she'd be one of the central characters but she was so wound up with everybody that she got a lot of screen time yeah i'm staying with uh white lotus as well dev i'm gonna go with uh megan fay who's that uh that would be daphne nice who primarily was like uh really all respect to her but was just doing hallmark movies and whatnot and really wasn't a big name actress and she has that scene um near the end there uh with ethan when she's confronted about cheating and she does this scene in 10 20 seconds of just a look of facial emotion of about to cry realizing situations and then changing her perspective and she did this multiple times next to aubrey plaza but she does this in the finale and i was like holy shit where has this actress been why has she just been doing hallmark movies she plays it so so well of being the the captain housewife with mm-hmm. the, the cheating husband. She does such a good job of that. I expect nothing but big things from her going forward. She was my favorite performance this year. She's like the rich version of Ela Fisher. 
Mm, not bad, not bad. Uh, Adam? <laughs> um, I'm going with Ao Edibiri from The Bear. Nice. That was a big oh. breakout performance, too. She plays Sydney. Yeah. Um, she's fantastic in that. She kind of, I mean, there's a lot of really good performances in that show, but there's episodes that she carries. Um, Especially near the end. Near yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, and her, her character arc is really interesting, too, and how it plays out, and um, I think she was great. Uh, next up, best streaming service. I think this is a clean sweep, um, potentially. Uh, well, I guess it might not be. I mean, to me, it's it's even though it's been a shit year for the company, it's still HBO. Is that a streaming service for us, though? Or is that just like... So, a... it's, so for us, it's Crave, but so it's HBO slash Crave. I was going to say Disney. Disney had a terrible year. This they, this is no, why I I understand they had a terrible year, but everything they put out we we put so many hours into everything they put out. Like we I watched mean, we watched Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Andor, yeah. Tales of the Jedi, um Boba Fett, like but their quality was down. I would argue that Netflix had a better year than Disney this year. I don't think that matters. This was this is why I wanted to do best and worst together. Because my answer is Disney Plus for both. Because <laughs> it's true. Disney Plus had all the FX stuff. It gets the in top Canada. in Canada. It did in Canada, and it's getting the top tier movies that you want. Like it's got Banshees of Insurance right now. Like it, it had a lot of stuff. I spent all so much time on Disney Plus this year, but then all the stuff they made was mostly trash, right? Like all the Star Wars stuff was not that good. Like a lot of the stuff that just kind of came out and just like fizzled out. Um, so for me, it was like the best and worst streaming service. So you so you guys are both going Disney then? Yeah, it, only because Disney. not be, only because it kept so much of our attention with the, their timing of shows was really really good actually. Crave uh, Crave I pick up like once every month. Crave I'm canceling this year. Really interesting. I'm out. You're not going to watch nothing. season two then? I'll find I'll watch at my parents house or something i don't know i'll do something uh best documentary um adam um i went with one we played at the festival this year called goodnight oppie it's on amazon prime about the mars opportunity rover um really surprising it didn't get shortlisted for best doc at the oscars this year as it, it won tons of awards it's just like this really emotional look at these scientists making a robot <laughs> like it's it's really good uh dev imagining the indian yeah because that i'm i'm it's crazy how that conversation just kind of ended with the uh the cleveland guardians and the washington commanders mm -hmm. there's still a lot of work to be done uh, and I'm going to go with Icebreakers. I already kind of talked about everything. So we can move on to Album of the Year. Um, Devin. Uh, let me go through my phone really quick. Now I go to Adam then. <laughs> like, uh, Yeah, I didn't do a lot of music this year, new music, but I always, I think last year I probably picked a Freddie, Freddie Gibbs album. Freddie I'm going with a Freddie Gibbs album this year. Sure. Soul sold separately. He's uh, everything Freddie does is fantastic. Ooh, I got. I may have one if it came out this year. Actually, cool. Go with it. Um, I'm not gonna know. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, Kurt Vile. The album nice. "Watch My Moves." The, the album "Watch My Moves" is like re. It's just it's solid, Josh. You like it? Good for good for driving. Nice. Uh, my album of the year is uh, "Special" by Lizzo. Nice. A lot of hits, a lot of jams to it. I, like people that listen to this show know, I really don't listen to a lot of new music, but uh, Lizzo just has like she's she's pretty easy to listen to. It has a lot of good vibes to it. Uh, male I like when of the she, year. I like when okay. she plays the flute. Yes. <laughs> One of the best SNL performances this year, too. Dang. Um, she hosted and she uh, did music in this uh, finale. Uh, Male Artist of the Year, this is a little bit different. I didn't do it as, like, obviously they had good albums, but I also just did it because of killing it. Bad Bunny is my Male Artist of the Year because this dude went from he was going to do arenas to he was overselling the arenas, so he went to stadiums. He's probably yeah. the biggest male artist in the world right now. Did he jump Jay Balvin? Yeah, I think it's the highest grossing tour of the year over Elton John. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Bad Bunny. Damn. Wow. That's kind of cool. How current of you. I know. How current of me, Devin? Well, I can't believe we haven't talked about Taylor Swift once this year. So you That's guys are just female. the You guys this are just is... the I know that, but you guys are just the worst. <laughs> She's she's okay, my female artist not... of the year. She's my female artist we... of the year. You guys aren't even real Swifties. Okay, we're on male. You can say that again. Who's your male artist of the year? I don't know. I don't understand these categories. What's the difference between male and female in music anymore? <laughs> I'm not Nothing. gonna get into that 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 conversation. Nothing. You can have Taylor Swift if you want. No, um, you gotta you gotta go to Adam first. I gotta sure. I gotta. Who did I pick last year? Because it might uh, be the same. Go. But I'm I'm gonna go with uh, this this French duo called the Blaze. Um, they didn't have an album this year, but they had a Freddie couple Gibbs tracks. Last year. I went Gibbs last year. So this French duo, the Blaze, they're fantastic. They are two guys, cousins, I think. One of them is a musician. The other one is the filmmaker, and they have amazing music videos. Um, and then the musician went off and did have an album this year with, uh, he goes by Enfant Sauvage. And uh, he, yeah, really great stuff. I like their music. Dev, you got one? Come back to me at the end. I'll have something for you. Okay. We'll go to female. Female, female. female Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. And, yeah. I think I did Charlie XCX last year. So I can't yeah, do yeah. Charlie XCX this year. Sure. Dev and um, I both went with Adele last year. Then I'll go with Little Sims, who's yeah. this UK rapper who blew me away with a couple of videos this year, too. Nice. Yeah, you got mm. male and female, we need. You know who my male is? Michael Bublé, because he never misses. <laughs> sure. I'll take it. And your female? Are you going with Taylor Swift? Uh, only because I don't want to. But I to. guess so. Like, I have, would... I've listened to a lot of new music, but like, I don't know. I just doesn't fit in these categories. These categories are no too going with No going with Ice Spice? Yeah, I was going to say Ice Spice. No, not Ice Spice. Um, I just found out no. who that was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Might be, might, might be T-Swift. Uh, my music story of the year is the Taylor Swift uh, controversy with the tickets. That's your, mm. sorry, media story or music story? Music story. Hmm. 
okay. Yeah, the whole Ticketmaster debacle? Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Adam, where are you going? I think this this counts as music, but everything <laughs> everything Kanye. Oh yeah. But we're not I mean it's not it. music, but it's it is. It is. It, it is it is. And it was shit. It was all shit. I mean, yeah. you get to the point of I think it was the biggest mass deletion on uh, Apple and Spotify of an artist ever. There you go. Yeah. Perfect segue into music story. I go. knew there was one. Yeah. My music well, story, my music story is friggin' Lizzo and the flute, man. <laughs> People just <laughs> lost their mind about the flute and she killed it every time. Um, best game. Adam. Video game. Yeah. Do we have game performance? Uh, I deleted that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna do all three of these because it's game performance is Christopher Judge as Kratos. Game is God of War and PS5 is the console. Does that help? Sure. God of War. Done. PS5. Dev, where are you going for game of the year? Elden Ring. Okay. It's the wrong choice, but it is a choice. I mean, it's what one of the gaming awards. No, the amount amount of the amount of internet buzz that Elden Ring created for about six weeks was just unreal. Like, I don't want to say that God of War came and went. But God, like, I don't know if we're looking at it the same way as we did the last God of War. Elden Ring did stick around longer. I do give Devin that. Yeah, I'm going uh, with the game I I played, which is I I didn't I mean I played Kirby I I played Lego Star Wars and I played Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which was a return to the platform turtle games that I grew up with with um, Turtles in Time and whatnot, and it was absolutely fantastic and everything I wanted. I, I would agree with Adam, even though I don't have one. This seemed like the big year for PS. It really seemed to really grow this year uh, more than it had in past years. Were you going for console dev? It was, yeah, it's PS5. It's the first time. This was the first year where I was like, shit, I feel left out right now. And there's probably about three or four games that I would buy right now if I could for it. Uh, biggest gaming story, dev? Biggest gaming story? Last year was the acquisitions. I don't know if there was like a blow away gaming story this year. It was a pretty quiet gaming year. There was like big games like Elden and like God of War and Horizon, Stray. Yeah. Ooh. I got one. Oh, sure. It's Ash Ketchum becoming the greatest Pokemon trainer of all time. TV, TV show. TV show. What? This is in yeah. gaming. No, it isn't. No, this counts as no, no, a TV, TV show. show. That was a TV but show. But it counts in gaming too. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just what happened. What? Don't get mad at don't wrong. don't get mad at me. It's a game. It's also a game. Um. Yeah. I don't. What? Well, I don't know what the big gaming story was this year. Maybe just everything. Uh, Xbox it was. Is it? Is it Xbox? Is it Xbox? Activision and Blizzard. That's what I was about to say. Because there's like FTC suits that are going through now that they're trying to figure out. Yeah. It's that, right. or it's um. It could even be just Pokemon shit in the bed and people are just fi- suddenly okay with it. Yeah. No, it's it's act it's Microsoft. It's Microsoft and Activision. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm Adam, sticking with or... Ash. Fine. Ketchup. I don't allow it, but we're getting late, so I'll let you have it. Uh best movie genre again. This is like superheroes and sci-fi and whatnot. Adam. 
I'm toying between where to put this, but I'm gonna do everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Goes in genre. It's it's probably the best movie in years. Like yeah, it's that's, that's mine. That's mine as well. It's amazing. Yeah, where are you going? It's really hard to top everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, you going with that then? Yeah. Okay. Uh comedy of the year, Adam. Um, I still want to mention I like movies because it's this amazing Canadian one that we played mm-hmm. at SIF that was so good and it's definitely in my top 10 but it's Weird Al weird. it's weird, weird the Al Yankovic story not Weird Al it's just the best Devin the fact that you haven't seen this is so disappointing do you know how goddamn busy I, know it's I am this Roku. time of year <laughs> it's also only on Roku which is the biggest pain but it is like the answer is no. It doesn't know how busy I am this time of year. The most fun, like it's the most fun. Movie okay, I've seen I I want to see it. I want to see it. See it. Okay. Just see it. Yeah. Where yes, are you sir. going? Uh, comedy triangle of sadness. Yeah, that's mine too. I was gonna pick Spirited just to piss Adam off, but well, that's coming next week. Lots of Spirited talk next week. Uh, best horror movie. This one was really tough, so I'm gonna give it to Devin first. There's a lot, a lot of good at. Uh, um, is it X? It's up there. It's, you can definitely go with X. Yeah, I think it's X. Adam, where are you going? Smile, smiles are kind of on the outside looking in. Smile, there's too Richard many. Marketing. I know, right? Here. X and Pearl, Scream, Bodies, Bodies, Terrifier. Crimes of the Future was amazing, but I'm gonna go with Barbarian. Yeah, it's mine too. That's the that right one. Answer. Just that was just like out of the blue and just bananas. Yeah, that was really really well done. What about Men? Did anyone see Men this year? I had that on my list. Um, I want to see it. These other ones, it's it's worth seeing, but it's Does not. Does Lightyear count as horror because it was so bad? Oh, that's next week too. Yeah, that's next week too. <laughs> um what is next uh, drama next up we have drama drama d drama drama doe adam where are you going for drama um it's another one that we played at sif that hasn't come out yet but it'll definitely be in the oscar race it's women talking mm. it was the most emotional experience i've had in a theater in a long time like it was it's a heavy movie um and it's amazing like it's written so well acted so well it's beautifully terribly sad emotional it's one of those dev where are you going do the banshees of Inish sharon count yeah, absolutely that's my choice Good picks. Um, I was hoping to see that before we did this, but I think I'll watch it like tomorrow. Just gonna pick Glass Onion, even though I haven't seen it, and hope that it works. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm picking Hustle, the Adam Sandler movie. Uh, That's really, really definitely sweet. yeah. Yeah, it made a splash. That's for sure. I really enjoyed it. I mean, no one calls Juan Harmon Gomez his name anymore. <laughs> even the broadcasters call him Bo Cruz now. So you can tell the impact it did. I mean, Sandler's just hitting. I, 
it didn't seem to really hit the stream with media uh, and, and award stuff. And I hope maybe Sandler never thought it would, but just a solid performance. It's a solid sports movie. And I think it'll go into lexicon of good sports movies as we go forward. It's a great answer. Uh, I want to see that. I haven't seen it yet. Best overall movie to me, it's always everything always at once. Yes. That's the answer. Is it the answer, Adam? No. It, it just it, like, it's the best movie of, of years. Um, there's another really great movie called EO that hopefully gets nominated for That's international film. Right? Yeah, it's really good. And Avatar 2, because nobody's talking about that yet, is probably the best blockbuster You're in trolling a long me. time. You are no seriously joke. trolling us. No joke. Best. It's not a great movie, but it's a great blockbuster. Not um, Top Gun. Yes, it is. It's for, we'll talk about it in in detail later. Yeah, but it is the anti Top Gun of blockbusters, and I'll I tell can't you take why you seriously. You it. I can't. I hate it. it. Kevin's gonna hate it, and then it's gonna be Top it's, Gun versus Avatar. It's fantastic. Okay. Anyways, Weird Al. Weird Al is the best movie oh of the year. I loved it. I like a huge Weird Al fan. Everything about it. It it destroys every mu- I never want to see a music biopic ever. I don't want to see a biopic ever again if it's not so the weird out yet. Yeah, why would I want to watch that? Like this just destroys everything that is just gonna be the the template that all these other biopics are. It's perfect. Uh, best actor, I'm not gonna I haven't fully seen it, but the trailer did enough for me. I'm going Brenda Frazier. Rod's on favorite right now, is he not? Yeah. Sure, put me down um, for some Brendan Fraser action. <laughs> yeah. I have seen it, and yes, it's Brendan Fraser. Cool. I thought about Brendan Fraser for Celebrity of the Year. Yeah, because um, he did all the, the stuff back the Golden Globes, right? A lot of story about like his his history and why he left Hollywood and all this stuff, and yeah. it's it's a nice redemption story, and if it, it's a bit of a problematic movie, maybe, but he's great, and it's, yeah. If he uh, wins it, actress, it's deserving. I'm going with Michelle Yeoh. She is on fire right now. Yeah. Uh, where are you going, Adam? I thought about Evan Rachel Wood doing Madonna. Um, but uh, uh, Viola Davis in The Woman King. Nice. Just to give that movie some love because it's fantastic and she's really good in it. Yeah, where are you going? Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. Um, biggest entertainment story this year. So, in far to me, it was HBO Discovery, and you know, cutting products as they're coming out, and just the up and down with the sale and what's going on with DC. It's all kind of accompanied right into that. I'm gonna say DC specifically. Sure. Because we can, more or less, we can trust HBO creative, even if we can't trust the parent company. Yeah, we've already had the weird rock apology. Dwayne Johnson took his biggest PRL in years because of DC. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, yeah. Henry Cavill. Gal Gadot is taking L's. Patty Jenkins taking L's. James Gunn is taking L's from already not even having doing anything. It's been a bad, it's only been like four weeks since James Gunn's taken over and the whole thing has just been handled terribly. Mm Mm-hmm. Adam, what are you going with? The fact that Avatar 2 is actually pretty good. 
That's not the. That's not a story. That's an opinion. It is because it. It's like collectively it's underperforming it's where it's pretty... going to be in the box office still. Like it underperformed this week. It's doing it well. Five hundred million, still doing but it well. needs to make two billion dollars, and it's, it's not still making two billion dollars. Doing very very well critically and commercially. Okay. Um, I just saw an interview with Edie Falco, and she said somebody asked her about it because she's yeah, in she film, obviously. She was like, "I recorded my." Parts four years ago. I thought it yeah. came out already and I thought it bombed because nobody was asking me about it. Yeah. That's hilarious. And that's so good. That's a wrap. Nice. For the end of the year. Thanks everyone for tuning in. It was a great year for us here at Fresh Take. Thanks for checking everything out that we do. And until next time, folks, cheers and enjoy the day, people.